<laughs> Hello and welcome to Anarchs of New York, episode seven, The Solitary Vice. Uh, now, I say let us meet our vampires, but I'm going to call them out because they're in a slightly different order on my screen than you might be seeing them on the internet. Uh, so I will start first with Emily. Hi, I am Emily Floyd. I am the corporate manager for Level Up Dice, which is how I got involved in this lovely game. Um, and I am portraying the character Cherry, a Toreador clan vampire. Mmm, Diana. Hi, I am Diana D'Amico. I am the um, social media marketing manager for Level Up Dice. Um, I am playing Esther, a bruja this evening. <laughs> The back of the throat, the brook. That's that, that's how you know you're serious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Justice. Hi, everybody. I am Justice, the experience director over at Level Up Dice, as well as one half of the team at Bard and Barbarian. And tonight I am playing the uh, gang girl Dimitri. I was going to shamelessly plug Bard and Barbarian afterwards, but let's do it now. Bard and Barbarian, <laughs> new Twitch. These beautiful people are doing D&D &D and some other content. What is it? Is it Bard A&D or Bard Ampersand? Bard A-N-D, Barbarian. Yes. Go forth, toss them a follow. Toss a mm -hmm. follow to your bar, 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 Barbarian. Oh, oh <laughs> internet of, of plenty. Um, it's uh, next, on Wednesday. <laughs> it's true. That is true. It's But, you know, we'll workshop it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this dapper gentleman here. Oh, hey. Uh, I assume that's me. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Mason Dula. I am the Dungeon Master over at Wizard X TV here on Twitch. Um, we do D&D &D as well as uh, plenty of fun one shots and things like uh, crazy stuff like Honey Heist and all that kind of stuff as well as Call of Cthulhu and things like that. So uh, if you like that kind of stuff, just scoot on over. I popped in for a one shot this past Wednesday, which you can find the VOD of right now on Wizard Rex TV, where we did uh, Dungeons and Additionally Dragons. And and also there was murder. There was fireballs. There was, there was, there was murder. There was there. There was there was disintegrations. There were Tyrannosaurus. There were undead T-Rexes. There were spells, counterspells. Wow. Like <laughs> it's just, I'm just saying. I'm saying it was a multi-sensory experience. Yeah, you can catch yeah. the VOD over on Wizard Rex TV you right can now. Smell the action. It you was could, yeah. L literally, mm -hmm. literally. I've been, I've, I've been, Didn't I've been know. filming in, I've been filming in this one room for a few months now. You can absolutely <laughs> smell the action. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> hey, also, I said what I said. And last, but certainly not least, melee damage. Hello, I am Melee Damage, uh, and I will be playing Avedon. Uh, you're uh, absolutely friendly and 100% not menacing shadowy lasombra this and that all hail the dark father yes uh and again uh make sure you catch may stream uh denver by night right meow on q times on wednesday nights i think uh you guys have a couple of episodes left just like this it's kind of two we have two episodes left yeah two all right okay uh so yes uh i would say toss them a follow but you could toss a follow to q times now and it's like you follow denver by night and anarchs of new york and Long Beach by night, all at the same time. Now, how much would you pay? That's a great value. That is wow. <laughs> a freezer. I just like I, I need like every one of those bad infomercials. Like I just need to like clumsily spill all my dice right now and be like, <laughs> <laughs> how can I? All right, I DJ, hold? that's your ne next gift assignment. That's the one I need. That's the one. That's it. Yeah. yeah that's the one like, I how need. can I hold all this content? You know? <laughs> 
Uh, now that we got all of the, the sillies out of the way, let's proceed with our storytelling game of personal horror. Uh, again, thank you to Level Up Dice for not just providing these wonderful people, but of course providing our luxury gaming goods here. Um, now, every time I have given the official Level Up Dice plug, I've been told I did it wrong. So now we, we got some people. What kind of monster would tell me I was plugging wrong? So, I don't uh, think it was D me. D Diana. What's what's the what's the what's the proper the proper way to express my level up plug? What's what's my level up plug tweet here? Well, like, for you, off. me, Dave. Uh, level up dice is a luxury dice making company. We make dice from everything from stone to heavy metals to precision aluminium, like the beautiful uh, dice that VJ were playing with. We are also the um, supplier of luxury vampire, the masquerade dice. You can find them in a variety of different clans over at levelupdice.net. In addition to anything and everything you could possibly want for that favorite D and D character of yours, as well as Legend of the Five Rings, there's lots of cool stuff over there. That was more than a tweet, but I will I will allow it. Also, uh, my Electropunk, uh, our graphic novel, did fund our Kickstarter. Did fund, thank you. And Le Level Up Dice will be making some special custom dice for that too. So yes, thank you. Um, and last but not least, I realize we've all been doing a lot of charity work right now. And I realize a little bit of charity fatigue might be kicking in for some people, and we appreciate it. But again, I, it would be remiss if I did not mention my beloved Games for Love, a 501c3 kindness-oriented charity aimed at easing the suffering of children. And right now, it's a hard time for a lot of kids because, the, especially if they're already in the hospital, if they're already immune, immune system compromised, they're having to go into heavier quarantine than us. And it can be tough being by yourself when you're a sick child so we're raising money to pay for things for like a video game consoles you know switches just have something for them to do every ten dollars directly affects the lives of two children so check out gamesforlove.org to find out more now with that being said on with our vampire story now last when we last met uh you all had narrowly escaped uh from cherry's high-rise uh condo building there uh, as the second inquisition was moving in narrowly rescuing her mother and her sister from 2i custody leaving her father to an unknown fate um through the combat prowess of dimitri and the rabble rousing skill of esther uh you all were able to slide out to meet the Nosferatu that Hugo had called to assist in an escape. Um, many things happened. The beast wanted what it wanted, uh, and an altercation broke out that ended with Hugo being darted with the Blue Velvet, which you all know is a Second Inquisition chemical compound that renders vampires helpless and inert. Um, it does not reduce them to torpor, for lack of a better way, better word it reduces them almost to a state of hopelessness it just takes the will right out of you and in that state you all were thrust into the back of a city garbage truck by the nosferatu and driven back to the safety of the church uh where the vicar avadon and her fellow lasombra called their haven and left to rest and recuperate and above all else get cleaned up uh, when you all came to, you were told that one of the locations that you all had been keeping an eye on, because again, ostensibly what you've been summoned to do is find out who has been attacking kindred and kindred business interests in the area and bring a stop to it. You all found out that there had been a daylight attack 
by someone who all the witnesses said was Han Solo and Chewbacca. It's uh, it seems a, a meaningless uh, visual ID, but more than one person said that's who it was. Uh, it was a seemingly smash and grab on a public washeteria. Um, there was no innocent bystanders hurt, but a couple of the proprietor of the establishments were killed. Uh, you all had spoken with Napalm, one of the Nosferatu, who had helped you all escape. Uh, you'd been given her name previously by the Nosferatu Gigolo. As someone who works in Central Park, she's mostly on the payroll of his number one competitor from the other side of town. But of course, clan before sect. And he said, if you call her, she will talk to you. And she had, in fact, shown up to assist in your escape. Uh, Esther, in talking to her through uh, some excellent diplomacy and even more excellent roles, got Napalm to divulge the fact that she that a an address book had been recovered from the scene of the crime. Uh, the names in it were various kindred of high society that uh, Esther was aware of, if not uh, personally, at least by reputation, had attended cocktail parties with some of these kindred. Many of them were um, high up in the art scene in the city for both kindred and kind. Uh, a woman named Elegy Twain, who is a Toreador um, that... Uh, Esther also knew, at least socially, uh, seemed to be at the top of the list. There seemed to be some sort of soiree taking place at her art gallery tonight. And, and in the margins of the book were odd symbols that none of you understood. There was names, numbers, and some system of classification that didn't make any sense to you. Uh, this book was bloodstained, and Napalm told you was essentially pulled out from under one of the washing machines. Essentially, in the commotion, it had been knocked off of something, and that's kind of why they'd been able to retrieve it. Uh, Dimitri was told that uh, he's uh, the family business had on occasion uh, been conscripted to deliver people to and fro uh, some of these addresses that you all had been given by Gigolo. They didn't necessarily know why they'd been delivered. Sometimes they were supposed to take a person somewhere and leave them. Sometimes they were supposed to pick someone up and take them somewhere else. It was easy money. And so, you know, they'd done it on occasion. And they did not necessarily know to what end this was taking place. But part of the job is not asking too many questions. And uh, Eli also had been able to call in some solids to get some new uh, equipment uh, dropped off for him. Um, he being very subtle and slick in his movements, but you all are starting to notice that there's always a luxury car waiting or uh, top flight equipment kind of available at the drop of the hat whenever... Eli uh, makes a phone call or sort of needs anything to happen. And as you all were reconvening near the graveyard outside of the church, uh, Cherry, who had left to take a walk at one point, comes walking up again and you see your other compatriots standing there comparing notes as Esther stands holding this at least semi-blood-soaked book. What did I miss? Well, I there's um, you you live near Central Park, right? Like you've you've spent some time there. I mean, that's literally like my backyard. Like 
Right. Did, did you did you just not not know that there were were werewolves there? Did you just or did that slip your mind? Um side note to our storyteller, would I know that? Normally I would say no, but Cherry is very well connected. So give me your wits and streetwise, Cherry. You get it. And, and we, we uh, will let fate decide what you might have heard. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, I would not have shown them the book. I would have relayed okay. all the information, but I would have I would have held on to the book. And then retract the fact that you've actually seen the book. Um, it's even you've though you ha- you held up a fairly large one. I was intended to be like a um uh, address bookish size thing. That you oh yeah, I mean easily... this is just my actual planner. Yeah, right. It's here. Mm-hmm. No, so you you could you could pretty easily keep it. Be like just napalm. You're gonna tell them napalm told you this. Is mm-hmm. that what you're going to say? Okay. All right. So small retcon. You have not, you don't know she has it. Yes. No successes. Werewolves are not a thing, Sherry. No. Like that's stupid. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's basically how I react. Like I would know if there were werewolves in Central Park. Like that's a thing I would know. And there aren't. So I don't believe you. It. It hurts me sometimes how unbelievably naive you are considering you're going to be walking this earth for eternity. What uh, else could be doing this? What else would do this to vampires? Uh, can confirm, uh, dear child. Um, they do. They do. Uh, they are around. Uh, they are very large. Uh, they are very frightening. Um, and they absolutely hate us. And they're here. That's the key thing. They're, they're here. Yeah, All right. but correct well, me if I'm uh, wrong, but they normally keep to themselves as well. So for them to uh, be making their way out that far, probably uh, something would have spurred them to it. Yes, thank you, Eli. If they keep to themselves, it would make absolute sense that I've probably never seen them. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I do feel at least one of you had a high enough occult role that you understood something about them. I apologize because normally I try and keep all of this straight, but I've literally done about 12 vampire games since. So that might not have been you guys at all. But I thought someone had a high enough occult role that you, you know what? We'll do it again now. Wits and occult. We'll see. Um, you can all roll wits and occult of what you might have at least heard. Well, I have none occult, so... <laughs> Can I get a quick reminder on what our blood dice situation is right now? Because we just woke up, right? Uh, you just woke up. I will say you all had access to feeding here, so I will say you were all at one. Even if you woke up hungrier, you have resources here. Uh, unless you need to feed on something unusual that you could not have found here, uh, you had the resources to get yourself back to one. It is a fully equipped chantry. Two, Diana? Three, Dimitri. Three, Eli. That was just off wits. I don't know. I don't have any occult, though. You're a sharp guy. Four, Avedon. Cherry. Oh, I didn't roll since I don't know about them. I figured I wouldn't know about them, right? (laughs) Um, I would say you don't think it's real, but you still might have heard something. Sure. You know, the same way, like, we can discuss, you know, the superiority of Slytherin, which is true, uh, without not necessarily believing that there are, although there super should be. Yes. Okay. Four. 
uh, I appreciate that you're like, so I didn't believe it, but here's a lot of stuff I heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would say, um, but those of you that, that got three, Dimitri, Eli, uh, and it was two for Esther, right? Um, Esther, you also have heard that at least they exist. Um, the, the stories didn't quite make sense, that they're basically just unstoppable killing machines. Um, uh, usually in your circles, they come up in the context of like, if we could make friends with them, they'd be really great for the revolution. But the problem is the thing they're revolting against is us. So haven't quite, haven't quite figured out how to bridge that gap just yet. Um, both Dimitri and Eli, you all are aware of the fact that just like the kindred, there's different kinds of uh, of lupines. Um, roughly, how old is Dimitri? Nearly 100 years old. I would say both Dimitri and Eli have been alive long enough. You've probably seen them a handful of times, so you're aware that some of them are different, but you don't necessarily understand why. Um, just like the vampires have clans, you know, they have some sort of organization, but you're not sure what it is. Um, Avedon and Cherry. Um, part of the reason why you didn't believe it, Cherry, is somebody told you uh, at one of the parties, you know, m in between rounds of mind-altering substances, that there was homeless werewolves, and a lot of them were in Central Park. But you're like, why would a werewolf be homeless? Like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Like, ugh. a homeless werewolf? You know? Yeah, like uh, dog houses are very inexpensive. So at the very least. Yeah. So I will say the, the dice have dictated you heard it but didn't believe it. I I as as we're all kind of um everyone sort of uh, chattering about in particular Esther, you know, being flabbergasted at my naivete. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Oh wait, there I there was that one time I had that really wild night with this guy and it was very hairy and I didn't think a lot about it at the time, but I thought it was just really kinky, but he was like really, 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 really into the violence thing. And so I kind of called it off early, but now that I think about it, yeah, they're a thing. Uh yes. But Central uh, Park? That's mm -hmm. just weird. Uh, the different um, tribes, like how we have clans. And uh, 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 yes, uh, there's a, a homeless group of them down there, I do believe. Um, I will say, Evadon, with your four, you are aware of the fact that they are called Bonars, and that is their their tribe. Mm, uh, Bonars are the group that tend to hang around those parts um <clears throat> interesting uh individuals uh also terrifying yes you're lucky you get out of their life i i i don't i didn't know they were here i don't particularly uh want to deal with with vampires um any any thoughts on on what on earth LG Twain might have to do with this. I mean, she's she's like me. She, you know, looks at art and and drinks wine and eats cheese and like 
doesn't deal with homeless werewolves. From my sources, a founder of a certain club, the very clever name Circulatory System. It appears that there is a group within the city that, um, like a feeding group, and I suspect that something may have happened that caused the lupines to um, come out of their holes. Like what? Like maybe somebody snitched one. You know the lupine blood is intoxicating to the kindred. If we can eat it. Let me just add one tiny more factoid that you're aware of, Avedon. You also know. Actually, I will say Avedon, Eli, and Dimitri know this from having seen it. Mortals can't even look at the lupines. They just freak out. Like they just the the laying eyes on one induces an instinctual panic in mortals and they run. Sorry, you were saying something, Avedon. Oh, um, I would very much like to recommend against not uh, taking any kind of threatening motions to them. Uh, anything that could possibly uh, deem us as a, a threat to them or fighting any way, uh, stealing one of theirs, probably not a good idea. Um, they already hate us. It's best to try our hardest, though it may be futile, to start off on their good side. And... Um, See if we can't slowly chip away a little bit at that. Uh, but if we go in balls to the wall, um, they will most certainly eat all of us. Well, perhaps we're approaching it from the wrong side then. If what Dimitri said is true, then maybe some of the other kindred in the city here have provoked this, and maybe we should follow that lead first. What do you mean, if it's true? My source is very reliable. Yeah, no, I'm going to back that one up. The second you said intoxicating blood, like a lot of that night started to come back to me, and he is 100% right. Look, well, if if Elegy Twain is, uh, you know, the, the, the mastermind behind this, I'd be floored. But I, <laughs> I, I also can't do anything if... If she's chosen to uh, pit herself against them, I mean, she's my livelihood. She's hooked me up with so many clients. She's she's what's made me a household name. I I can't um, I, I I can't tell her she's not in the right. Well, uh, that's the great thing. You don't have to tell her she's not in the right. You just don't have to do what she says. Tell her whatever she wants to hear, but be smart. Yes. Um, right. What what I'm saying is, if if we go talk to her and um, and she she openly admits to having uh, taken some of some of the, the lupine folk. I, I don't know if I can, um, if I'll be helpful. Uh, if you get an admission from her, um, we can tell the lupines. Just tell her whatever she wants to hear and then we sell her out to them and then we have their help. But she um, makes me the money. We can find other ways to make you money, dear. I work in a church, it's a kind of our thing. 
have you seen my art? It's not very church friendly. I did that whole series about um, about homelessness that just really doesn't doesn't paint a, a godly picture, if you know what I'm saying. To you be know fair, what? I'll, uh, the I'll just buy all the Vatican of them. is not godly. What what was that, Eli? I just if Esther's so worried about money, I would like our focus to be in the right place. Just give me whatever you got art wise, and I'll take it, uh, and I'll see that it has a good home. I've got like an entire storage system of unsold CDs, so I'm just saying, I'm very happy for you, Esther. But Eli, museums. If that's what it takes to keep us from uh, having to worry about this whole money debacle, sure, why not? Okay, let's go then. Esther, give me your wits in Streetwise. Wits. And actually, Cherry and Avedon, you both give it to me also, but for different reasons. Wits in Streetwise. That's four. When you did that retrospective on homelessness, now that you think about it, Elegy was really interested in it. You thought at the time it was sort of like, you know, guilt about, you know, having made it or whatever. This was sort of her way to spread bread to the masses. Like, you didn't really think too much about it at the time. But you're like, but she was more into those pictures in particular than anything else you've brought her. It just... You just thought for whatever reason you'd hit up hot button, but hmm. Uh, how many was that Avedon? Two? When Dimitri said the circulatory system, uh, you were aware that there is a group that is almost, um, for lack of a better word, a high-end supper club among kindred. But the vicar always talked about them very dismissively. Like, I mean, they are indicative of the excess of everything that's wrong with kindred society. Like, I mean, just, you know, but you'd, you'd hurt expressly in dismissive terms. And Cherry, how many was that for you? That was a uh, messy critical, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for how many successes? Uh, three. Uh, okay, so you got two two tens and another one. Yes. All right, so, so that is five with a messy crit. Uh, Cherry, Esther knows of a secret club that you're not in. That is not okay. Yeah. Mm, I've. Uh... I've I've heard of uh, some kind of uh, supper club of some sort. That's something the vicar talks about. Um, uh, not very uh, highly either. Um, they are everything that's wrong with everything we are. Uh, perhaps we could uh, look a bit more into that. They might know something. What? Are are you gonna be able to to work with her? I mean, if if she's as connected as this would imply, um, we we may have a problem if you two are at odds immediately. 
information is power. We have information, we get more information from her and we move on from there. We do not need to go, how you say, toe to toe with either of this babush, this, this butterfly or these lupines. Elegy's a proud woman. If she took someone, she's not giving them up. This is fine. All we need is the knowledge. All right. Well, should, should we go pay her a visit? I can let her know we're coming, or um, we can just show up. Yeah, personally, I'm not generally um, accepted in the, the um, how you say, polite society. It may not be a good thing for me to surprise anyone. So I'm calling ahead then. This is just me. Surely it you've you've got to call ahead. There's gotta be like a password or a special you know. Oh Cherry, have you not been there before? I would have thought that you and Elegy were like this. I don't think that this elegy person is nearly as big a deal as you think. Don't worry, are. I'll introduce you. It'll be fine. Um, and then I'll turn and take a couple steps away to call elegy. It rings about. It rings about three times, and Esther, darling, hello, dear. <sighs> to what do I owe the pleasure? Well, I have this beautiful new series that I just finished. And, oh. you know, I wanted to make sure that you got first dibs for your gallery before I went and took it to anywhere else in Manhattan. Um, you've always done so well with my clientele that you're the obvious choice. Oh, Esther, you are my favorite up and coming new artist out there. You, I... Uh... Tonight is just difficult. I'm having a bit of a soiree here at the gallery. Um, could we maybe meet on Zamalo? You monster, you're throwing a party and you didn't invite me? <sighs> oh, no, 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 no. It's, um, <clears throat> I did not, I don't want to offend. It is, um, it is, um, oh, this is awkward. Um, it is a little organization that maybe you have not quite earned your way into. Oh, are we are we talking about a certain system? And she does pause for a second. How have you heard about this, Esther? Oh, well, I mean you know how word gets around. I um, I heard about it from Bruno Effingham. That's just a name from the book. Oh, you know Bruno. He is yes. a wild man, is he not? Uh, yes, um, and very intriguing. So if uh, if there's more where that came from, well, there may actually be more of Bruno here tonight. Okay, 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 okay. I like this. All right, you come by. Um, you know, my gallery is large, but it is intimate. Are you intending to bring anyone with you? 
Uh, I, I have a, a bodyguard with me these days. You can never be too careful. Um, wow. And then, um, have you have you heard of uh, Cherry Thorn, perhaps? <gasps> that beautiful young thing. So classic. What happened at the homes the other night? I help yes. things. I, I'm, I'm afraid if I leave her alone that something awful might happen. So she's she's been following me around like a puppy dog. I, I hope it's all right. <sighs> Oh, yes, 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 yes. Come, I'm sure we will have some things that will take our mind off of everything. Yes, perhaps we can um, get her to model for the new photographers that maybe we have here. Perhaps you could uh, perhaps you could collaborate on their projects in the future. That would be lovely. Oh, I would love to see those hanging on your gallery walls. Mmm, I believe you will see very different sorts of installation out hanging on the walls tonight, we. But uh, I think, yes, I think, I think perhaps this is, um, yes, perhaps this is as the, the fates have declared. Yes, it is fortuitous that you call tonight, I think. Yes, come, come. What is the name of the man you say you saw? Who told you this? What is his name? Uh, Bruno Effingham. Bruno, 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 Bruno. Yes, 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 yes. I, he's a dear friend. He's a dear friend. Yes. Okay. Come bring whoever you like. I understand. Wait, no, not whoever you like. Not those brutes that you have on occasion that come and they do the walking on the hoods of the cars and things. Was there hip hop music? To, uh, and... to better company, dear. Hmm. Yes. Well. As long as you're bringing all types of people, we, um, you may be allowed to come in, Fizzle. Um, you know the address as the gallery. Please do not tell anyone that, again, this is very quaint, very intimate. Of course, of course. Um, oh, oh, uh, I'll, I'll be there shortly. My, my cab's just pulled up. I have a stop to make on the way, but I'll see you soon, darling. Ciao. Oh, still in the cab. Oh, so sad. Click. And it goes off. While Esther steps away to make this call, what are the rest of you doing? I want to, like, have inched slightly closer to try to hear it, but to try to be, like, my pride makes me want it to not be obvious, but I am trying to hear whatever I can. Uh, do you have heightened senses? I do. Uh, I would say with your heightened senses, you would easily be able to hear all of that, including um, what Elegy was saying on the other end. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you would have heard all that. Uh, what are Avadon, Eli, and Dimitri doing? They would like to see what's in Eli's bag of tricks there. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm probably polishing up <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever weapon is closest at hand there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Take your pick. You said we had a, like a rollout. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> yeah. weapons and things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think we I don't, I didn't keep a full list. I know there was shotgun knuckles, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, extra pistols. Um, mm -hmm. one thing I did want to re remind you in case it is, uh, I remember Avedon had broken some of that chain earlier. So I had, mm -hmm. I had lengths of silver chain on me as well that I'm mm -hmm. definitely thinking about and kind of like occasionally <laughs> just feeling thoughtfully right now. Mm -hmm. All right. And, and what's Avedon doing during this? Oh, wait, you muted. Uh, it sounded like you didn't, but now... There we go. Uh, hey. my, my button is lying to me. It's fighting me. Hmm. Um, you notice that uh, Abaddon kind of looks around and is keeping an eye on the 
area since we're still standing in the middle of a graveyard, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, Very much a ghost all around. You you will notice that um, she does have her oblivion sight uh, active and her eyes go dark, but on occasion you notice that she takes a step behind uh, a few large tombstones and seems to appear on a very different side of whatever the cemetery is and comes out from uh, another one of the tombstones. And she's just kind of hopping around and taking uh, a look at the, the perimeter, but she is uh, stepping through the shadows. Hmm. Most impressive. Uh, Esther, you come back to the scene to Dimitri and Eli um, looking at the, the weapons cache, uh, Avedon securing the perimeter and Cherry giving you that face. What is everyone wearing right now? Just outside of. So the uh, inside the church, they cleaned your clothes. So you woke up to whatever you were wearing before clean, except for you, Cherry. Uh, I believe you said you took the monk's robe in yeah, essentially like made it yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like a rough spun hemp <laughs> mm-hmm. monk thing off the shoulder piece. Yeah. Uh, what What is uh, Avedon wearing? Um, she is wearing a, a corset, uh, but she still uh, has her habit on from being in the church. She does wear it a lot when she walks around. I would say, realistically, Avedon lives here, so you have access to your full wardrobe. You could be wearing anything, honestly. Yeah. So <laughs> the rest of you kind of have what you brought with you. So uh, what? What? How's Eli? What's Eli wearing? Although no, so, you did you did say I they brought fresh, you a new suit. Yeah. yeah, fresh pressed, new brand new suit. Mm-hmm. Very crisp in Dimitri. Uh Dimitri is wearing a, a dress shirt, but it came pressed after they washed it, and he didn't really like that, so rolled up the sleeves. It's it's definitely got that rumpled look to it. It's business attire, but it's been lived in. Um Important note, though, he did not shower after taking the ride in the um, the garbage truck. It didn't seem important. Hmm. Hmm. So you you still got a little bit of that uh, that city bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> yep. Um. Well, uh, I've got good news and I've got bad news. <laughs> um, the good news is that we all have an invite to uh, to a very special. Um, circulatory system gallery opening this evening. The bad news is that uh, you're all pretty much gonna have to change clothes. Eli, you look okay, um, but the rest of this will not uh, get us through the door. You're seriously trying to tell me how to dress for a party? This particular party is a little bit different, love. People well, are doing guess, body shots here. I guess if I'm uh, just your lost puppy dog, I'll do whatever you say. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, Dimitri, you're going to need to shower. We do have out. time for this garbage. This we've got time for. It's real rank. They've showered once this month already. There's no reason to waste the water. You shower or you don't come with us. You could not stop me going anywhere, little girl. You know, maybe uh, if this is going to be a problem, maybe you just wait outside. That way, when inevitably the floor of this building explodes, we're not all in it at the same time this time. 
But who will be there to save you this time? I think I can handle it. You just make sure nobody creeps up behind us. The only one creeping up will be me. I don't know if that's going to be true with the way you smell right now. You are terrible at parties, Dimitri. Please don't do a makeover montage. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a montage. montage. Rocky had a montage. Fine, they will clean up, but it is because I want to. Okay. Nobody was suggesting any different. You just, uh, you go, uh, we'll be here waiting. We will be here, Red. <laughs> Wait, yeah, are you waiting for him, or is this a long con to, as soon as he's out of the way? Right. I mean, where... Go ahead, Emily. Oh, I was going to say, where in New York are we right now in this moment? Uh, you're near Wall Street. Okay. Um, I would... I, I, are, is there like a, a boutique or a fashion store closed, obviously, anywhere near us? Yeah. I'm 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 sure you could find you could find something acceptable, you know. Um, yeah, I I want to go break into a store and take some outfits. All right, give me um your wits plus larceny. Let's see how well you are at crime, how well you do at crime. And does anyone assist her when she like slide when she slides off to go get a new outfit? Does anybody go? Or do you Did she tell us uh, where I mean, she's going? Behind. <laughs> yeah, Avadon's gonna go. Okay, right. Um, I I I don't know that I've explicitly said what I'm doing, but um, I have stormed off in a huff. Uh, after the exchange that I just had with Esther. Um, that is all five successes. Uh, Evadon, you see she sort of like walks past a couple of shops, looks in the window at one, makes her way around the back, and you very much hear like clink as she's sort of like forcing the lock on a door. Oh, dear girl. Um, I do follow my way back and I, and I go, um, uh, dear, are you, um, would you like a little bit of help? Um, you're welcome to help if you want, but I've done this plenty of times. Uh, are there any uh, security cameras around? You do see uh, with five successes. She's, I mean, she's not bad at it. You know, so, you know, like it, it's not, it's not a rookie job. It's true. Yeah. Uh, are there any security cameras around? Let's see. Let's let fate decide. <laughs> uh inside you do think you see a couple the lights are all off you know the room is sort of dimly illuminated uh, illuminated by the green exit light you know it, it's a small boutique but you think you see a camera mm -hmm. i uh i put my hand forward and i go um wait wait here just a moment uh and i'm going to shadow step uh to right behind the camera and i am going mm -hmm. to uh use an arm of armon to just kind of rip it out of the ceiling and disable it uh enough that i can get her kind of like a path into the store without the cameras being right on her uh it's effortless cherry you see she sort of just says like hang on a second and walks towards what you think is a closet and comes out on the other side of the room and just sort of like 
Actually, I will say you you have an option. You could just obscure it with the arms of Armon, or you could destroy it. I would like to destroy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just tears it, pulls it down. I'm like, it's nice. It's one of those little, you know, nest uh, type type deals, you know, <laughs> like it's by no means maximum security. This is very uh, a very bohemian type uh, boutique, but the stuff is cute. Yeah. Um, so I make my way like a hurricane through the store. I, I have the sense and I just go directly toward the rack with the nicest clothing on it. Um, mm -hmm. but not only am I grabbing, uh, something that's like out of this world, amazing for me, but I'm also trying to quickly grab pieces for everyone else that needed the change, um, grabbing something for, uh, Dimitri that will make him look like really imposing, but probably like maybe like he's like a Wall Street billionaire that's just like doesn't talk that much because he's really into numbers. And then um, <laughs> something for uh, did Avedon need to change too, right? So Avedon gets like a drop dead gorgeous gown that like completely shows off every feature. Um, like I'm just you know grabbing and grabbing, and I also get something for Esther that's nicer than what she has on. Uh, I, I gave a certain percentage chance for there to be something for everybody and uh, uh -huh. there, there legit is except Hugo oh, so <laughs> there, there's, there's nothing that's going to fit his lanky frame otherwise there is something here that fits the bill for everybody it's all very stylish uh, Avedon uh, the kids got an eye you know like you are obviously very accustomed to dressing and, and looking looking sexy but you know it's like this is this is one of those things that is like you wouldn't have picked for you but once she sews it to you you're like oh, I see what you're getting at you know <clears throat> you um you, you roses do have quite the touch I must say um well I I mean I've had to wear like so many costumes um I fashion just makes sense to me it's the one part of the whole masquerade thing that I think comes easily. Ah, yes, uh, I, I suppose that would make sense. Um, well, thank you for doing this. This is uh, very lovely. And uh, I believe that the others will um, enjoy those. I, I, I don't know. The rough ones seem like putting them in a suit might be uh, a bit disagreeable. Um, but um, uh, I think they'll. I think they'll clean up well. You have a good eye. Thank you. You all here, cinnamon, cinnamon. Is that you in there? Like, whoo! You are open late, girl. Like, <laughs> cinnamon, coming from the back of the shop. Cheese it. <laughs> I just. I'm just closing up over here. Like you definitely, the voice is definitely getting closer. I'm just closing up. Uh, I yeah. just, I, uh, I didn't. I grab Avedon and our armful of stuff and rush toward the exit. The voice is between you and the exit. Unless oh, you go okay. out, unless you go out the front, like basically somebody followed you in through the back door. Okay. Uh, is it possible for me to, uh, if Cherry's using celerity to move us through fast and I drop shroud, can it be so that it doesn't like suffocate her? Cause she is probably immortal, but like enough that like maybe she thinks that like some demon ghost shadow person is haunting the store and moved through her real quick and we can get out the door. It, with, I mean, uh, that is, that is exactly what a, a 
mortal would perceive it as. Yes, you absolutely could do that. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So you drop the Stygian Shroud, Celerity, you guys double time. Oh, Jesus, a shadow person. <laughs> and you can see clearly through your um, oblivion sight that they tried to pull out their phone very ineffectively and, you know, fall to their knees choking and gasping because, again, Stygian Shroud is awful. And even the the mere seconds this person would have been subjected to it feels like an eternity. So, you know, they fall to their knees, heaving and panting uh, as you all make your escape. Well played. Uh, would... Yes, you were going to say something I haven't done. <laughs> oh, um, <clears throat> uh, later, if you'd uh, like a personal shopper, let me know. We can come back for her. But I, I figured we were in a rush this time. Um, that's perfectly fine. And you know what? You're, we make a pretty good partner in crime. Uh, agreed. Oh, look at us having girls time. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what one says when they're experiencing girl time. Uh, important follow-up question, Avedon, since we didn't clarify, you brought Artemis back to the Haven. Uh, do you intend, what do, what are you doing with her? Well, uh, you presented her to the vicar. It seems like the final death will not be falling upon her, at least not imminently. Um, what, what did you intend to do with her? Um, I would have uh, asked the vicar. Um, I would have said that I know that she is my responsibility, but I would have asked the vicar if it was possible to arrange some kind of lessons uh, for her, similar to the ones that I was put through, uh, about how to uh, Lysambra and Nodist properly, uh, and uh, uh, setting up a couple of arrangements with some of our ghouls, a couple of test scenarios, a couple of uh, Sunday school lessons uh, to kind of give get her on the crash course of who and what we are and what she also stands for now. Yes, child. This one will be a useful member of our clan once she is appropriately instructed. Her knowledge and capabilities will strengthen us greatly. You were wise in your decision to embrace her rather than destroy her. I thought you might think so. Um, uh, Father, I um, would like to say, wait till you see her fight, even uh, without her uh, normal sight, um, even before she was gifted with the dark sight. For the time okay. being, make sure you do not speak of her existence to anyone outside of this haven and perhaps your associates that witnessed her embrace. Again, should word reach Prince Ponhard. There could be repercussions. Mm, I understand. Mm -hmm. It seems you are getting closer to the source of whatever this disruption in our territory is. Go forth and stamp it out, child. Remember who and what you are. Mm. Uh, if I may, um... A bit of a, a, a hold on. Oh, oh, see, was this before uh, we just had that conversation, or is this another meeting after? Honestly, it could be wherever. You could have already said this, or you could be checking with him before you beat feet. It's it's up to you, really. I will also tell him uh, that we uh, think that lupines are uh, 
uh, getting rather close and uh, ask him about that. Uh, um, there was that uh, um, that that group um, that you uh, uh, do not like very very much. Um, uh, I believe I was unclear on the reasons. As uh, I know that you say that they're the the bane of everything that's wrong with us, but um, uh, how so? He motions sort of at a nearby acolyte wearing a, 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 well, important question. Do you talk to him alone or do you bring the others when you have this conversation with him? Uh, I would say that I stopped in. Uh, the door is probably open. Uh, so if my com companions were walking through the halls and wanted to join and drop in and take a pew, uh, that would probably be uh, a thing that would happen. Got it. Just because what he says will might might vary whether or not he's got an audience. Um, he motions at a nearby acolyte wearing, you know, rough spun, simple clothing belt. Um, even the items in the vicar's study are well made, but austere. You know, it is um, things are built to last, not in for function, not necessarily for comfort. And he just sort of like shakes his head dismissively and he's like there are many secrets in the vitae the study of which can be a noble pursuit some in the circulatory system engage in this sort of study for the sake of making use of the vitae but many more and most turn their organization into a glorified cocktail hour sampling this mortal or that or the vitae of this creature to achieve some sort of altered consciousness their hedonism and escapism are disgusting um that does sound uh, absolutely vile uh, but uh, on top of that, uh, dealing with them and uh, perhaps um, a visit to the um, Bonar tribe uh, is uh, both in order. And, um, well, while well, my companions are very uh, strong and capable, uh, and so am I, um, I'm afraid uh, of being outnumbered. If at any point in time uh, communication uh, goes uh, silent or um, you haven't heard from me, uh, maybe perhaps at a set time, uh, if you could send maybe a few others into the shadows to just keep an eye on things and check, make sure things haven't gone awry. You are my child. You are never far from my awareness. Yes, if you are in distress, others will come to your aid. But I give you two different forms of counsel, child. The circulatory system are pampered, vapid, entitled, but they are influential. Do not let their soft exterior lull you into a false sense of security. They are well-connected and capable of much. The lupines, however, are a terror. I would advise you against thinking in terms of being outnumbered, because more than one is outnumbered. Yes. <clears throat> uh, precisely, um... My thoughts on the matter. 
uh, I shall uh, take care of this uh, and go round up everyone else. Um, he stands you. up before you leave and he just motions towards one of his bookshelves and what looks like his shadow steps out from behind the bookshelf and pulls a drawer down and slides something out and picks up something that is a silver pair of brass knuckles with a prayer to Cain written across them. And the shadow walks over and hands them to you. He's like, to be clear, child, should you get close enough to use this weapon, things have already gone poorly. Oh, and um, that is true. They are very lovely, though. Uh, thank you. May they grant you victory in all things. I shall, uh, I shall wear them in honor. And when he, not have used them. when he says that, the shadow makes the mark of the cross over you, although he goes back to writing something. Yeah, he's like, go and be victorious. Indeed. Uh, and I will shadow step back into the hallway and look for my friends. Would any of you have attempted to eavesdrop when you knew she was going to go talk to him? Okay. <laughs> I would have really wanted to, but I think I would have been... I would have been handing stuff out. Uh, and as such, I think probably kind of look Esther up and down. You're a strapping young lass, and I'd probably toss one of the knuckles over to her. Uh, probably mm -hmm. going to keep the other one on my person. Uh, is I don't yet know Avedon has one, but I know she's got dark magic voodoo that she, I don't feel like she's needs it. <laughs> she doesn't need help. <laughs> uh, do you all put on the clothes Cherry brings you? Do I have to? Yes. Putting on this outfit is worth like 10 showers. Trust me. But I have already showered my hair. Exactly. Hair. It will not keep my stench pick for a week. <laughs> All of you looking at the clothes, whether or not you put them on, especially you, Eli, because you've got a suit. She has sized you up. It does look good. You know, again, it may have not necessarily been your taste, but she does have an eye grudging whether or not you admit it out loud or not. You're like, how did you? Okay. All right. I didn't think suspenders were a thing, but cool. Cool. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know? Dimitri will put the clothes on, but he strips down right there and, and puts it on. Carrie does the same. Important question. Cherry, uh, your bullet hole will have would have closed up by now. It still would probably be about a quarter size bruise. Dimitri, we've established that your face bears the marks of significant trauma. Uh, what's the rest of your body look like? It's it's a, it's a sight to look at. Um, if you can see his feet, he's missing all the toes on his left foot. Um, and the right one's pretty mangled up too. Um, scars crisscross his body. Um, a variety of potential sources um, from bullets to knives to claws to teeth. He's, he's a tapestry. Um, there's also um, a variety of tattoos crisscrossing his chest and legs. He's got, um, it, it almost looks like a book that you could read um, if, you, if you knew the key um, to reading it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my my stuff on. <laughs> I I like to imagine that the custom suit I've had made probably has extra pockets that I have plenty of things tucked into that as much as as great as the suit is, I don't know if it's gonna accommodate all of the gadgets and things that I need. Uh, again, your your cut is tactical on your suit, Eli. Uh, you are able to snake in um, within reason. You know, handguns, brass knuckles, knife, and it doesn't obscure your lines. You know, yeah. See, mm -hmm. so and uh, yes, go ahead. I was just going to ask Cherry to describe what I'm what I'm wearing. Um, you are wearing an expertly tailored suit that has. It, come, it comes with a vest that sort of helps your broad shoulders to like fall in with your frame. And then there's a little pocket square in the vest that is this dark red satin pocket square of just like blood red shade um, to bring out your bloody nature. Yeah, Dimitri puts on the pants and shirt and rolls the sleeves up. Um. Cherry literally comes at you with the vest to try to make you put it on. It is not complete without the vest. Wit is not complete. I am complete. I have covered up my body. <laughs> you could hide better weapons that way. You do not need to hide the weapons. Fine. I will, I will dress like Peacock if you wish me to. I will not be comfortable. Jumping up no and down, I like put it on him. It's, it's double-breasted, got tight. buttons going up. It's too tight. You're, it's actually exactly as tight as it should be, and that's a very common mistake. So just if you want a tip, like if you think it's too tight, it's probably actually the right fit. Men are dumb. This is adorable. This incites the same feelings in me last time I saw a chihuahua on his sweater. Cheery. Hmm. Did you pick out something that would actually look good on me? Or did you pick out like a bright orange, orange bridesmaid dress for me to wear? Uh, Cherry would absolutely never like her pride over, over Esther having hurt her feelings doesn't come close to her pride in like her ability to have good taste and like be fashionable. So she would absolutely never, it would not occur to her to dress you poorly. You like, look like a bajillion bucks. It's okay. a lot. I mean, hey, uh, some things are transcendent, right? Uh, and does Avedon put on the outfit that she picked out for? Do you put on the gown? <clears throat> uh, yes, I, I do put on the gown. Um, the uh, brass knuckles, uh, I kind of uh, tuck in the side of the uh, cups of my bodice. I, I do the boob hide. Uh, of the uh, brass knuckles. Um, and I have on uh, long long gloves that I already had on from my previous outfit that just so happened to be like dinner length uh, gloves. Um, but I am still wearing the habit. I mean, the gown with the brass knuckles hiding in the bodice is like, get you a girl that can do both, you know? <laughs> so technically, these are at least silver plated. It's not clear if they're full, like, totally silver or silver plated. But yes, they're silver knuckles this time. Uh, so unless there is anything else, you all are ready to depart, correct? Uh, how? Oh, yes, Esther. I was just going to say, I have my camera bag with me. Got it. Um, and something How? that would look sort of like Prince so that 
presumably prints of my work, like not new right. shit, right. but prints of my work. I mean, you are you are a working artist, so you probably have something to show. Yeah, I got stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you going to get there? Her gallery is in Chelsea. I imagine that's pretty far. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is Eli going to summon another uh, supercar? I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask uh, Esther, how are they going to be? Uh, expecting us to arrive. I don't understand what you mean. I mean, given <clears throat> your uh, usual crowd, uh, what sort of vehicle uh, I'm saying, are we taking a taxi? Do I need a car? Are we taking a, a, a helicopter? I mean, I don't know. What... Um, I don't, I don't ride in horse-drawn carriages or anything. If that's what you're asking um a horse is a very reliable source of transportation and it tastes just fine afterwards it's very unfortunate we had to phase them out what about a hummer limousine i'm just saying no. these people no, no maybe a prius limousine it's that kind of party i see mm. uh, perhaps we do the modest thing and just like a lincoln town car like that. I guess we'll get one of those on the way then. <laughs> Just have it have it summoned up. All right. Uh, you all wait. Am I? Okay, you can hear me. Sorry, wasn't sure if I was muted. Um, yes, it is. It is nothing, uh, Eli, to summon such a vehicle, and uh, you all are off and in, into the night. Uh, the trip is uneventful but gives you an opportunity to recount what you know. Again, uh, as you all are en route, you all were originally summoned um, early yesterday night, uh, which might have felt like a lifetime ago, but really has been about, you know, a day now, um, <laughs> by the vicar. Again, you all had already independently agreed uh, to assist in this matter in exchange for assorted boons or assistance that, you know, only you are aware of. Suffice to say, it was made worth your while to cooperate. Uh, as you were assembled, you were asked, tasked with uh, keeping an eye on the turf, uh, sort of just... Um, policing the, the a few square blocks around the church to just make sure that everything was fine. Uh, although you were beset upon early by the Second Inquisition, the thing you were expressly asked to do was get to the bottom of a string of recent robberies that had turned violent in the area. There were locations that at first just seemed like simple robberies, then smash and grabs, then home invasions, then murders. There was a compounding amount of violence taking place um, in the conflict. Uh, you eventually made your way, uh, not insignificantly through Cherry's connections, to the underground speakeasy of a Nosferatu named Gigolo, who had an ownership stake in the places that had all been hit. Uh, he gave you a list of his remaining holdings. Um, he is in the drug trade and other sorts of vices that he was very vague about. Um, and he said that his number one competition, uh, a guy named Memphis from the other side of the park, this didn't seem like his MO. They kind of had an understanding. 
doesn't mean it wasn't Memphis, but Gigolo didn't think it was. Um, you had a detour with Cherry's uh, familial issues. And while you all were sleeping this last night in broad daylight, another one of Gigolo's operations was hit. That was where the people witnessed Han Solo and Chewbacca were the ones that smashed the place and did kill the people that work there. Yeah. And that is what you have. And the thing that was recovered from there was the notebook, seemingly a circulatory system notebook uh, with the names, addresses, contact info, and some system of categorization that none of you understand. Much like Dimitri's tattoos. So how long of a ride is that going to be for, for the, I mean, for people who don't, I mean, I know, but for people who don't, uh, like Uh, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. As long as required. Yes. (laughs) But you are in route. Yes. All right. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to actually, I was going to ask Esther. Uh, so, um, they're expecting, all of us to be to be coming in uh yes um well i not all of us sorry yeah i said we had bodyguards it's fine um figured you'd stand out more than anyone the way you like to hog attention um yeah as as long as you just kind of uh keep quiet it First, it should probably be fine. I imagine as soon as we come through the door, there will be uh, lots of distractions uh, for us to, to work with. So I just, I just want to be like super sure. So uh, we're not going to be, I don't know, like blown up or uh, detained or a bunch of Nosferatu are going to peer out of nowhere and put guns up to us. Like you really trust these people that we're about to uh, walk into their place. Oh, heavens no. If I may, um, it might be a wise idea to take a look around here uh, before we go in and possibly pick a meetup safe location that in the event we all have to um, run for our lives, uh, we know where to find each other and know how to take count of uh, who's left. Well, based on where the the location is, Chelsea Piers is right over there. It'll be a nice, easy access. It's something everyone can see. And we can all head that way if something goes south. That sounds perfect. Uh, so in the event uh, that everything goes wrong, we meet at the piers. Uh, and, and to be clear, for, um, for, for my sake, uh, what exactly uh, you said we don't need to to do anything. We just need to find out if Elegy Twain has been abducting Lupine. Is that is that what we're discovering? I, I'd really rather not be on her bad side. I, I just, it, it's... Well, um, she has a thing. lot of power over you. Uh, and yes, and um, as much as you might fear how much power she might have over you if she is in fact guilty of these things, um, you don't want to be considered an ally of hers. Uh, her fate will not end well. And um, if you're associated with that in any way, uh, yours won't either. 
Um, so in reality, um, it's kind of a, a lesser of two evils type uh, situation that we've uh, kind of landed ourselves in. Um, I don't envy you, dear, but um, it, it might be helpful to just chalk this one up as a loss. I mean, look, I'm just saying is I have to work in this town after all of you go back to whatever miserable lives you were leading before this. So it would be super cool if we could maybe ruffle as few feathers as possible in, in this crowd. She's going to eye Cherry heavily when she says that. Just Well, I, th I think you may need to uh, accept in advance that things may go terribly uh, wrong, especially if they find out that uh, we know uh, what they might be doing, uh, since they will not assuredly want us to be getting out of there, given what Avedon told us. I'm sure they know that as well. Sure. Uh, so um, d don't be surprised if I just pretend I don't know you for a little while. Um, just, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We are Let's going to can together, however, we not know each other. It's going to be a big party. Uh, what was that, Avedon? Couldn't quite hear you. Sorry. See if at some point you can get her alone. Uh, since you do know her uh, a bit better than the rest of us, and you've worked with her before, she might be a bit more uh, inclined uh, to tell you some of the information that we're looking for. Uh, uh, be chummy with her. Buddy up to her. Um, uh, anything like that. And get her to spill her guts. And then um, then we'll know. Uh, and you can tell us. And we can formulate another plan in a closet somewhere accordingly on how to deal with it. Alternatively, we spill her guts. Dimitri, when was the last time you went to a party? Parties are a waste of time and excess. So not recently, then. What I say? I say they are excess. They are a waste of time. This will go great. Mm -hmm. You all pull into the area, and as Avedon suggested, you sort of sweep, and you're like, "All right, we'll meet right over there." So you all have a uh, an established. Um, uh, meeting point should you be forced to scatter or get separated and through the wonder of modern technology i will send you all what the gallery looks like and yet still describe it it um it appears to be uh an ultra modern building uh, it sticks out conspicuously against the other buildings next to it that are uh, brownstones and, and pride themselves in being pre-war and things of that nature this looks like uh, something that would fit right in on the campus of Starfleet headquarters um, the gallery is on the bottom floor there are four floors above it with huge bay windows that almost look like piano keys of, of individual art exhibits and up on the very top is a, an all glass uh, penthouse area for private showings you know esther that if you've literally made it to the penthouse, you've made it. Uh, some of the wealthiest and most influential people on the planet come there to buy things because it is just as much to be able to say that you own a piece from this artist as you acquired it from Elegy Twain. It is like a, a dual status symbol. 
Uh, and as you all pull in, uh, the building is well lit uh, and illuminated, although it is strangely difficult to make out anyone moving inside. You think there might be something with the glass that makes it look transparent. Maybe it's not really, actually. And down by the front, as you all pull by, um, there are two women standing there in tuxedos uh, by the door. Important question, how far away do you park? Do you park by your getaway place? Where like, where, where do you park? I was going to say, uh, I'm going to suggest to the driver to either stop a few blocks back or a few blocks too far, probably too far, so we can drive by and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, since she did say, you know, don't make a big fuss about it. You all, you definitely get a chance to survey. Uh, you do see um, a Lamborghini pull up um, out front and a valet come walking out um, and a man that looks like something out of a 90s American apparel ad gets out of one side uh, and an overly tanned woman gets out the other uh, in a scandalously short dress. Um, Hobbs had and the two of them walk inside. They do not acknowledge the valet in any way. They do not acknowledge the two women standing by the doors in any way. He literally pulls up, walks out, walks in. <laughs> and the valet gets in and pulls away in his car. The And the people by the doors don't make eye contact, don't acknowledge them in any way. Uh, I will... I will sort of force my arm through Cherry so that she and I are in front uh, and lead the group brusquely in, in a similar manner towards the front doors without acknowledging anyone. Uh, as you come walking up, you see the, um, the, the two of them um, do sort of like look at you briefly uh, as you're approaching, and they say, uh, good evening, Esther. Is this your full party? Yes, this is this is everyone. And you see they do turn and, like, look at all of you and, like, kind of stop on you, Eli, and kind of look you up and down a little bit. I will use awe. You see when you do it, like, they just sort of, like, stiffen slightly, and they're like, oh, um, yes. Glad you could make it tonight. Um, you do know where to go, right? Oh, of course. And they turn and they just point towards the, like, you know, both of them hands motion towards the door. We'll go inside. When you go inside, um, you see what to the untrained eye uh, would be breathtaking art. Um, but Esther, to you, you realize they're essentially student projects. Like, it's I derivative. mean, yeah, it's very ghost and chasure. Yes. Uh, but, you know, people would still stop down here and ooh and ah and, you know, spend the money that you could buy, um, you know, a four door <laughs> sedan for any one of these prints here hanging on the walls. Uh, but near the back door, there is what looks like a beaded curtain which you know on the other side, Esther, is even though this is an absolute state-of-the-art facility, still has the retro type of elevator that slides open and you have to physically open the gates and is like uh, hard like bricks inside. So have I been to the penthouse before? If only just to drop something off? 
You have. I was going to give you a 10% chance to have been up there, and I rolled five, Esther. Yes, you. Um, it was during renovations. Even you have not seen the full exhibit there. You've heard the stories, but you have been up there. And when the door opens, uh, you see a small, bald man wearing a, a, a uniform that would have been befitting a department store in the 50s. Like, mm, going up? Yes, please, the penthouse. He lowers the gate and closes it. And again, you see the panel of the elevator. It would have been something befitting the 1950s that is very conspicuous with the rest of this. And he puts a key in and turns it and hits a button. And he goes, goes up. And he's like, first time on the penthouse? Oh, for, for them, yes. Mm. It is an experience. You all look, oh, you are quite a lovely group of individuals. That's, uh, I have to tell you, most of the people here, kind of a little stuffy. You guys, I can tell. You're more like me. In like you. Oh, no, I, I didn't mean to offend. I mean, um, uh, uh, you haven't forgotten where you come from, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Hard to forget. And he's like, well, all righty. Uh, just um, remember to have a good time. And oh, by the way, the safe word is pineapple. And he lifts the grate and opens up. And your eyes are awashed with a scene that should have been befitting a Roman bathhouse at the height of excess. There are couches and settees with half-naked people draped over them. There are harpsichords playing and people literally with palm fronds fanning someone while you see they're putting... um, Uh, what might be dates in their mouth. You see Kindred leaned against the wall with their eyes rolling back in their head and their mouths covered in blood, pouring down and staining their multi-thousand dollar couture as they are in altered states all around you. You see fountains with people running around playing in them and giggling like children. And there are people walking around with trays, but you see the trays are hooked to hoses that go right into their veins that come right into the glass. So you can drink from them almost like taps. And against the wall, you see an impossibly large, monstrous creature hanging there like it is crucified with its head hanging down in multiple hoses coming off of it with kindred there sucking it. And as you stand there taking this in, Elegy Twain looks at you and goes, Esther, Esther, please do come in. And that's a good place for us to take a little break. So... <laughs> Let's do a quick 10 and then uh, we'll come back and it's going to be fine. No, you guys are just going to like party at the, at the circuit. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's no, a, you no. described it so nicely. I think it's better to do that than what we were doing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll do a quick 10 and we'll be back. Bonjour, Elster. Welcome, 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 welcome. She comes forward in the midst of all of this 
hedonism. She looks like the same Elegy Twain you're always used to. Um, she looks almost like a well-to-do soccer mom. Uh, it, they her everything she's wearing is not very ostentatious, but very expensive if you know what to look for. And she walks right up to you and gives you oh hello Estelle. Hello, Elegy. This is more than you had me prepared for. Yes, Mason. Could <clears throat> and maybe this isn't possible, but it, could I celerity snap a picture of the because you just described the large hung up beast in front of us? Could I just kind of quickly like <clears throat> kind of like hide it back in my jacket there? You know, you can give me if it. <laughs> Let's let's see. You if can, I can give if I can me, somehow disguise myself behind Esther and uh, Elegy. They're hugging. You uh, can give me Dex and Larceny, and you can add your celerity what? dice to that. Dex and Larceny, woof. Uh, mm-hmm. I have Dex. Uh, not so much Larceny. Um, woof. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rouse th- at this point. So uh, okay. I need to roll roll my blood die. Right. You do. Okay, I su- I success. Does it matter if it was a crit success on that one? Uh, for that, it does not. Okay. All right. So let me let me try this. Just X. I must spend willpower. Because <laughs> 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 oh, <boy. laughs> I only got two You're there. Gonna die. I, I like where this is one headed. more willpower. <laughs> All right, you can use. Remember, you can only re-roll the black dice, not the blood dice. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, the blood. Thankfully, the blood die was uh, just a regular fail, anyways. But that's that's mm-hmm. a total of five now. Oh wait, no, those are crits. I have two crits, so that's uh, three, five, uh, five uh, six. No, wait. So the crits crit are two, right? The, the two, the two tens count as four. So oh, the two got... crits are four successes. Okay, so seven. Is that right? So of, of of the dice that are there in front of you, so two of them yes. are tens, right? Or wait, are you using cool. vampire dice or the? I'm using vampire dice. Yes. Okay, so you got you got two two crits, and then how many other successes? Three three regular ones. Okay, so that is seven. Okay. Uh, she she also got seven to see you. Shit. However, ties go to the active vampire. So sort of as you go to snap the picture and like she starts to turn her head your direction right as Esther sort of like leans in for the, you know, she's like, okay. Mm. Yeah. You know, she's not quite sure if she saw you or not, but you definitely see like she looks your direction. And then she just goes, Estelle, yes, I'm so glad you could join us. And who are your friends? Uh, uh, this is this is Cherry Thorn, uh, as promised. She she was very interested in, in what you had going on here tonight. Uh, and these are our um, help for the evening. Oh, look at this! He looks so terrifying. Him with the no nose, and this wonderful man in this suit. This is a bon. And look at this beautiful thing! And she reaches out to touch your hair, Avadon, if you let her. <laughs> is she kindred? How would you like to find out? Remember, uh, the game is very self-contradictory in that in some places it says there is no way to know a kindred when you see one. In other places, say they are walking corpses. Um, I will say contextually from what Esther told you, you think she's a kindred. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, I would just like to turn on my eyes of oblivion and look at her. Um, because if she's kindred, she should know who I am. Not necessarily. People that follow the old faith know who you are. She may or may not know who you are. Uh, she reaches out, and when the eyes of oblivion come on, she goes, Oh, I understand. Is beautiful as well as little. I'll poof. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Come, 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 come. And she steps back to let all of you off the elevator. Uh, this is this is quite the uh, the array you have here. I I see as promised that I'm gonna gesture to the beast pinned up on the wall. Uh, everything I could have wanted and more. All of you, give me your wits and awareness. Because there are many things to notice in this room. Three, four. Uh, sorry, uh, apologies. Remind me again. So does the Rouse stuff, does that last th through... This this whole time, or is it lasts through the scene. However, you roused your decks, not your wits. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. Mm -hmm. Two for Got Dimitri. It. Okay. Three for Cherry. Four for Eli. How many for Avadon? That's eight with a crit. <laughs> eight with a crit for Avadon. As you all sort of scan the room, you're like. I mean, there's kindred in here because they're clearly feeding, you know, um, uh, that, you know, biting into the people that are passing by. Some of them just drink from the hoses. Those of you that are, your eyes are kind of somewhat drawn to the lupine on the wall, you realize that, again, there are, um, it's almost like hookah hoses coming off of it, but I mean, they're drinking from it like taps, not smoking it. And you notice after they sort of take a drag on it, when they lean back, you see their eyes get wide and bloodshot. Like it very much is like an upper. They're like, <laughs> 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 and you see there are almost um, small yays there that sort of just kind of like put their hand on the spout every once in a while to like stop them from taking too much. Uh, you notice some of them uh, look very capable of stopping any kindred that maybe loses control of themselves and takes a bit too much would be cut off. The, the, the polite intercession would become not polite. But clearly, whatever the lupine blood is doing to them, Cherry, you especially know an upper when you see one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After they drink from the lupines. Um, Abaddon, as you survey the room, the eight with a crit, it sort of unfolds before you in almost slow motion. Um, that in this room, besides Elegy and you, there are 10 other kindred. Um, so 10 kindred, Elegy, you all. And probably another 12 um, humans that are being fed on and the lupine. So while this is a large open loft area, I mean, again, we're talking 20, 25 people total. So it is still fairly spacious uh, in here with everything that you're observing. Um, 
at eight with a crit. Um, give me a separate wits and streetwise roll, um, Avedon. You're going to you see these people, but I'm figuring out separately what you know about them. If you're like, there's a guy versus there's a guy you know. So let's see. You're like best to fail, no witnesses. I was six with a messy crit. Six with a messy crit. Okay. You see a few people in here, um, Avadon. Um, some that you know from uh high society, uh, from get togethers. There are four uh females, two of them are clearly together. Uh, one of them is, again, draped against the wall with her eyes rolling back in her head and blood all over her courtura gown. One of them is a pale Nosferatu woman. She looks almost like, uh, almost like a pale moth. She's got a thin veneer of fur on her face, and her ears sort of like fluff out with fur in them. And there is a very large, very healthy looking rat sitting on her shoulder. Uh, it is fluffy and white and looks very well cared for. And with eight with a crit, you notice every once in a while she turns and she says things to it. She's talking to it as she's making her way through here. But again, despite her horrible appearance, she's dressed in the same finery as, as everyone else um, enjoying enjoying the evening you see uh the couple that look like they were out of an american apparel ad sort of uh walking around and the man stops somebody walking by and just runs his finger kind of across their jaw and you see he cuts them to take a little bit of blood and he licks it and he just spits in like waves and you see the person kind of like turns and looks away very sheepishly you see uh another man who reminds you a lot of Dimitri. He's kind of in the corner and he looks very uncomfortable in his clothing. Like he's got that same, I'm kind of a wild animal trying to get out of this in any way I can look about him, but is sort of keeping to himself. You see a man that is very clearly making notes with a quill pen and parchment. Like he's observing things and writing something down. And you see another person who is dancing. There's like no music, but there's a, a man that is sort of like doing a very elaborate folk dance that you don't recognize just all by himself. And at the far side of the corner, you see someone that you didn't know was back in town, a Banu Hakim by the name of Malik. And with that messy critical, you feel compelled to go over and talk to him because the last time you met was not on the best of terms. You're not necessarily like, I got to bury that guy, but you're like, that guy, <laughs> what is he doing here? Avedon. I, uh, I just kind of mosey my way over. I like ignoring the others if they're like talking or, um, uh, saying anything like while they're kind of lost in their conversations, I just push my way towards them. 
you all sort of notice that, uh, uh, you know, Avedon kind of looks around, takes everything in, and sort of like... And just sort of moves off in that direction. Uh, Esther, Elegy very much has you by the hand. Uh, the rest of you are somewhat behind the two of them, seeing Avedon peel off one way. Uh, you notice as... Elegy is bringing you in. She is not bringing you towards the lupine because it's just nailed to a wall. She very much is kind of like pulling you in uh, into like the center of things. Sure. Um, I'm like, because I have my, my folio in the one hand, I'm going to pull mm -hmm. it up and kind of tap it and say, should we just get business out of the way? Do you have somewhere private where we could deal with this before we um, indulge? She's like, oh, no, 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 no. I insist you must have a drink of some sort. Let me see. Let me see. We have a lovely young girl from Turkey. Her blood tastes like Christmas morning. It's a bon. Um, we have a nice young man. He is from, um, how you say this, uh, Michigan. He has the, like, the down to the salt of the earth. Like, he tastes like the common man, you know, but not like the common man. We do not want, no, but he tastes like the common man. We, um, oh, Chelly, 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 Chelly. We have, um, we have a Mazelle who has slightly relapsed from rehab, and it is like a fine, mellow, twice mellowed vintage. Um, I am much more interested in the crazy shit you have going on over there. Um, what's the story on that particular little juicy piece? And I point toward the beast on the wall. When you say that, she does like not, it, she literally like sort of pearl clutches, like, oh, well, I'll guess over there. No, is that these, um, that these um something you must work your way up to we like you cannot yeah. just have the vite of the lupine it is like it drives you to madness no you cannot it is very dangerous where on you earth did you find such a creature mm. They are all around, you know. You just have to know where to look for them. Of course, they are dangerous, like in the other beast. They can be trapped. They can be tamed. And she raises her head and she's like, can the beast be tamed? And you see the lupine whose head it was draped down looks up and looks around and looks right at her and just kind of nods weakly. And then his head drops back down. Yeah, she's like, I shall you. We are not hurting it much. We will not kill it. It would be such a clean waste, we. Um, you say one needs to work their way up to it, but <laughs> I know that you have the misfortune of not knowing me all that well, but I've done like a lot of drugs. So let we could say my whole life has been working up to this moment. I want some. Oh, no, 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 my dear. Your tolerance is not what is in question. Simply your judgment. And she does tap you on the nose when she says that. I will stifle <laughs> laughter. Avedon, you again, uh, the, the beast pushing you forward. Again, a messy crit is not uh, to your detriment, but you move um, with determination towards him, you know, waving off because every every cup bearer stops to offer you whatever they have. <laughs> you know, the odd, um, uh, there is a... Um, a man in a suit that you realize probably would have been thousands and thousands of dollars in 92 
walks up to you and is like, hey, hello. I just I ignore him as though I did not see him. As you move past the man dancing, because he's sort of the last line there, he stops and he turns and he looks at you and he goes, ooh, 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 shadow baby, shadow baby, shadow baby, shadow baby. I saw this. I saw you. I saw what you are. You're special. You're like little baby Jesus mixed with the rock, mixed with Superman, ejected from Krypton. Boom. And now you're here to be special and nobody else knows it. But I know, shadow baby, I know that you are special. You are gracing us with your presence and he makes a very dramatic like breaking of the leg like face to the floor is this the guy that i saw and know and was walking towards it is not that man is still further over looking out the window this was the guy that was just dancing to no music stops and looks at you and says all this stuff Mm. i look at him and i go calm yourself and you'll be rewarded and he like uh he pulls his face up from the floor and he just leans in and he goes, all hail the dark father. I wink at him and then wink again with the oblivion. And and he, he, once you do, he goes back to his dance, leaving the man that you saw is wearing a very elaborate uh, Persian finery. Um, The kind that you would not see even in that part of the world now. You realize he probably looks like an aristocrat would have looked in maybe the 17th, 18th century. Uh, Very fine, bright colors. Um, But again, with that high of a role, you see, even though the clothes are in that old style, the clothes are not old, uh, if that makes sense. And he turns and he looks at you and he goes, Ah, Avedon, I did not expect to encounter you in a place such as this. Hmm. Uh, me neither. I see you're still cosplaying the um, 1700s collection. He looks down and then he looks at you in the gown. He's like, we must remember where we come from. And what about you? No corsets and stilettos this evening. Mm. <clears throat> uh, I uh, have dressed to conform to society. Hmm. Shame. I like you so much better when you're embracing what you are. Oh, I I still have the habit, though. I I figured they would appreciate it a bit like Warhol. Yes, but this crowd probably think you mean it ironically. Uh, That's exactly that. I see you. You know this man, Malik, is a Banu Hakim. Uh, he was one of the first that you met soon after your embrace when the vicar was introducing you um, around. Uh, He and the vicar knew each other from back how things used to be. And you were sent to Malik for combat training. And for a time, it was something else. And then abruptly, he just disappeared. Hmm. You've been gone for some time. Uh, May I inquire as to your whereabouts? Oh, my dear. If you inquire about mine, then I have to inquire about yours, and things just get messy. At least we're here now, together. Yes? And he holds a hand out to you. Uh, 
I, I look at his hand uh, and I make sure that he's like not, you know, holding any blood or anything. Because uh, if I know him and I've done combat training for him, I know what Banu Hakim can do. You do. Uh, it does, by all indications, just seem to be an outstretched hand. You know, he's fast, really. I mean, if he was going to quick draw, you realize <laughs> you probably couldn't stop him. But he does seem to just be extending a hand to you. Uh, I, I shake his hand. When you take it and shake it, he's like, he leans in just, he gets a little closer to you and you realize everything goes quiet. The just ambient sounds of the room are all gone because there are a not insignificant number of moans of pleasure. There is the harpsichordist playing, you know, the odd clink of glasses and small talk in this open room. All stop. And he's like, would it be gauche of me to say that I have missed you? I must admit, of all the spectacles in this room, laying eyes on you has been the most pleasing to behold. Oh, well, um, you flatter me, dear, but, um, uh, what, what is going on here, if I may ask? Um... This is quite dangerous, don't you think? Are you motioning towards the lupine? Mm-hmm. He looks at it and he's like, yes, that is the point. I will make a deal with you. I will tell you what I know about this place. If you will allow me to take you out for a drink, for our old time's sake. Is he a good-looking guy? Oh, yeah, no, you were a thing at one point. All right, then I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, you were mad, but it's hard to stay mad. Yeah, right. No, no, no. He's in, mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, he, he, looks, he looks like Persian aristocracy. He's beautiful. Yeah. And more importantly, you know, he's very strong. It's a uh, full red Sonia, you know? Um, he leans in and he's like, well, then I shall tell you. Meanwhile, back over there, Eli and Dimitri, as you all are sort of, again, being shepherded in, uh, Cherry is being told that it is not her tolerance, but her judgment that is in question. Uh, what are you two doing? Again, now that you've had more time to take this in, again, you're both tactical thinkers. You also have clocked the fact that there are 11 other kindred uh, engaging in various forms of excess. Uh, you saw the dancing man stopped and bowed to Avedon. Um, You cannot hear what he said, but you might recall the two of you both recognized she was special from the beginning to the, to the faith. Uh, so the fact that he might have seen that is, is not uh, unusual in and of itself. And now you all stand here observing this. I will say also, once you all departed the elevator, it very much, the man inside lowered the gate, closed it, and the elevator departed. Um, are there any mortals? Do we see anybody obvious security hanging about? Uh, there, all the mortals appear to be being fed on. There's definitely, there's 12 people you can see actively being fed on. Um, there are security, uh, although, again, you don't think the security is mortal. So the, the and folks that I, are kind of like, yeah, that enough, they're, they're security, obvious. 
Yeah. Oh, no, they definitely are dressed different, sort of standing there, you know, you know, kind of, because again, you see as the, as the, uh, I would say Eli and, and Dimitri, especially, you guys are old enough to know that Lupine Blood's an upper, a serious upper. Um, so as, as people kind of start getting a taste of it, you know, you know and they're like, oh, all right, that's, yeah, you're good. You're good. As I said, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And they don't seem to be having any trouble cutting people off. And is the elevator the only way to this floor? Is there another visible exit? Yeah, there is not that. another, there is not another visible exit. On the walls, beside the obviously the the lupine dominates it. Uh, there are other paintings and, and works of art, and even sculptures. I mean, and it is magnificent stuff. Um, some of it is uh, a lot of it actually. Would either Eli or Dimitri have any particular eye for art? No. Yeah, probably. Uh. I would say uh, even Dimitri, you sort of, I mean, but you're aware of, you know, photography and, and painting, but you may not necessarily know who or what. Um, Eli, you know that some of this is brand new, but a lot of this is classic. You know, there's marbles in, in, in bronzes and things that are very old. Esther, you know, many of the pieces that are in this gallery are supposedly lost. Um, a lot of which went missing during World War II. A lot of stole a lot of stolen Nazi art is in this room. Art the Nazi stole, not art the Nazis made. Art the Nazi stole. A lot of it is in this room. You sort of like you know it's uh, you. This is what you do. You're immediately like, oh whoa, that's that one Da Vinci. That's that Van Gogh. That's a Renoir. That's a, oh do wait a second. You know the only one of those was supposed to have like been hanging on the wall in the Reichstag when it burned. What's that doing here? Type thing. You managed to hold it together, but this is not just some of the best art that exists. This is art that should not exist. Fangirling super hard. <laughs> yes. But Eli and Dimitri taking in this scene, what, what are the two of you doing? Uh, I would <clears throat> lean into uh, Dimitri at this point, because uh, I assume we're kind of following uh, Esther and Cherry uh, up until now. Um, uh, Dimitri, maybe uh, given our recent uh, run-in with, uh, well, what happened at Cherry's place, perhaps you uh, keep an eye on them here, and maybe I should uh, head back outside and uh, check the uh, perimeter. And I'm not being quiet about this. If everybody hears me, I'm totally okay with it. I do not know if it is a great idea, my friend. I feel like if things go south, we will both be needed to get to the only exit. Uh, and I understand that. Um, if you feel strongly about it, then of course I'll uh, stay here. I defer to your uh, superior, and I'm going to be I'm going to be trying to embellish as much as I can because hmm? I think there may be people listening. Given that I mm -hmm. uh, what I know about kindred. I'll defer to your, uh, of course, your superior security expertise. I just thought maybe uh, we might want to have a look on the outside, make sure we haven't been followed or anything. Not that I don't trust these people, but uh, just might be useful. At, at that, Dimitri kind of cues into what um, Eli's doing there, and he'll, he'll make an obvious show of kind of looking around and the, the, um, yes. 
perhaps you should wait with the car and make sure that uh, the driver is not going anywhere. I this place is safe. We will cover it from here. When you make that thing and you look around, Dimitri, you notice two of the women that are here. Um, both of them are wearing. Um, brand new uh couture gowns and one of them sort of elbows the other one and one's like you ask him no you ask him no i, I don't want to ask no stop <laughs> and then one of them physically pushes the other one slightly towards you and she goes um <clears throat> excuse me um can i ask you a question and she's very much twirling her hair is that to me or to that? That that is to you. Um, yeah, we don't have Dimitri. time right now, Terry. Oh, <laughs> that, that's to you, Dimitri. <laughs> She's like, um, like what happened to your nose? Because like we're supposed to be able to like hell, but you have like half a face. Why? And the other one goes like, oh my god, I can't believe you asked him. It's like you said to ask him. Oh my god, I can't believe but you did it. Oh, but really, what's it like having no nose? Like why isn't it grown beyond? Who did that to you? He's going to very much resist the urge to shove his fingers through her throat. <laughs> I am here on a job and I cannot be distracted by your petri. Please leave me. Like, oh my god, wait, like, who are you working for? Like, we'll just, like, say hi. My name is Fleet. I'm Fleet Jernigan and this is Besser Dyson. Hi, and like, you know, we like the rest of our like we got left behind when a lot of our people went to like LA and like they're sending for us soon. And we want to like come to this party and hang out a little bit. And like, oh my god, you're so hot though. Like you and your suit, not you. I'm not into not noses. I mean, let your freak black fly. But you in the suit though, like, oh my god, look at you, hi. Dimitri <laughs> is very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you're He's welcome. Looking towards Cherry and um, Esther are leaving at this point. So there's it, kind of a, a trapped animal <laughs> thing starting to go on here. The suit is very tight. <laughs> and, um, you notice. Covered, there's only one exit, and these children are just pithering, pithering. I'm going to look pleadingly to Eli with a, I don't know how to deal with this without violence. Look. You notice uh, what looks like um, uh, an Asian man walks by and one of them just like takes one of the glasses off. And again, you notice it almost like comes off of like a little spigot. It's like his blood is filling it up as he's carrying it around. And she like, I mean, it takes a sip. And it's like, mm. ooh, mm. ooh. Mm. Sorry, hero. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm being so rude. Here, try it. And she holds the glass towards you, Eli. You know what? We uh we don't want to distract you, ladies, from any more of the finery here. And uh, as he said, we do have a job. As I kind of look behind, I don't know. As I'm Sue Esther and Cherry just kind of begin stepping away. I'm sorry, but I will have to but, excuse myself. But, uh, but Dimitri would be happy to answer any questions that you have. So you look you plenty all... finery to me, though. Like, come on. I'm just going to tip my hat and I walk away. I'm heading back toward, towards uh, Esther and Cherry at this point. And when That's he right. leaves, she very much goes, hmm. Okay, so what happened to your nose? All right, Cherry. <laughs> Esther and Cherry, you do clock to the side that these young women are accosting the two of them. But Cherry, you just got your snoot boobed. Mm -hmm. And we're told that it is not your tolerance, but your 
judgment that is in question. Esther, between this spectacle of art and quite frankly, her being taken down a notch, this night is magnificent. <laughs> Esther. Now, the two of them are like all awkward with girls. It's like, you know, for once, for once, you've been a fish out of water for the last 24 hours, Esther. Now, now, this is your place. My time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cherry. How do you react to that? Um, when she boops the snoot, I take out my cell phone and I go live on Instagram. And Can I'm I like, crush it in her hand? If, I literally hold it up to be like, wow, everyone needs to know that only people with the best judgment are at this party. Cherry, when you pull out the phone and you hold it like you're about to, it flies out of your hand into the hand of the man that was writing. You see, he is wearing like a red crushed velvet suit. And he just goes, oh, no, hoo, hoo, hoo. sorry, no photography. That's uh, hoo, hoo. that can't have that. Sorry, not even for someone like you, Miss Thorne. Big fan of your work, though. And he just tucks Finally. it back in his pocket. Yeah, and he's like, no, I will make a note of that, though. Believe me, you can have it back at the end of the evening. Was so, I'm sorry, can you clarify for me? The man that was writing is Kindred or is one of the guests that's not Kindred? He is not being fed on. You have not seen him. Well, you just saw him Jedi your phone out of your hand, so that's not a thing people do. Uh, but you haven't seen him uh, feeding or anything before that moment. And he okay. is, like, writing on a, literally with a quill and parchment. Like on a, on a, but you notice he's got an iPad, but he's laying the parchment over the iPad and that's what mm -hmm. he's writing on. And he's like, I will give this back to you at the end of the night. That is fascinating. And she looks at you and she goes, see, judgment. This time she doesn't boop, but she's like, judgment. Mm. I'm sorry, Elegy. She's, she's young. I know, I know, I know. Chelly, 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 chelly. I tell you what, I tell you what. Let me think about it. I know you've had a hard couple of days. I am not insensitive to what happened to your mama and your papa. Just have a drink. Maybe uh, carouse a bit, schmooze with the people who are here. And maybe I will let you have a little taste of my big bad wolf. We. Elegy. Um... Well, you know, you know, my tastes are, are fairly particular when it comes to, um, you know, what we imbibe. We are what we eat. Uh, mm. do, do you happen to have anyone who uh, would be able to appreciate um, Cherry's genius? That's, uh, that's her favorite flavor. She looks both ways and she's like, when you told me you were coming, I made sure I had something special for both of you. I did not know your other friends or their taste, or I would have had something for them as well. But yes, matter. yes, I am sure we have someone. Um, I has gazelled a selection of the delightfully tasting mortals from the ages of, shall we say, 28 to 32, your core demographic now. And yes, they would be happy to help you. Yes. And where are they? Mm. And she literally snaps her face. She doesn't do anything else. And two people come walking up. And one of them uh, is holding the tray. Uh, and the other one's not. And they're both like, it really is you. You're Cherry Thorn. 
I look at Elegy and I'm like, hmm. You just climbed up uh, another notch on my ladder. She says, no, 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 no. I will teach you the secret here of the circulatory system. We, you have to understand. I know you knows you need them to know you. You want to have this scuffle. Everybody wants to do the different things. We, but no, there is a secret in the blood. You drain the light, vitae from the light mortal, and you will feel many things. We, my friend here, should you partake of his vitae, it will bring you uh, up. It will make you the light. It will make you the happy and the party. Yes, my friend over here, perhaps he is a down ale. You feel it more in the, what you say, the body high, we, and it will like bring you down more mellow. The vitae is not all created equal. I take one look at the, the upper fan and mm-hmm. trace along their face with my fingertip down their arm, turn over their hand and trace along their wrist. And I'm like, they'll do and grab them and kind of walk off into a corner. He gives you a slight giggle there. And um, she looks at you, Esther, and she's like, and what about you, Estelle? What would you like to partake in tonight, you slicky girl? I know you do not know Bruno Effington. So why have you been engaged in this fiction? Well, I mean, you know me, Elegy. I I hear things from um, from all over, but mm-hmm. uh, well, you know how much I I appreciate art critics, and I'll like pat my folio again. Um, mm-hmm. And you know the best of them, so you are saying you have just come for an evening of experience, is what you are telling me. Hmm? Well, I figure if anyone can show me a good time, it'll be you. Ah, oh, my dear, I will show you my favorite pieces. And also, I will show you my out. And she does, like, sort of, like, uh, take you towards one of the cities. And Avedon, you are still over there in silence with Malik. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, sorry, dear. You were saying... This circulatory system extends not just across New York, but across the world. It is on the surface, these these parties, this excess, this hedonism. But I assure you, their knowledge of the vitae and what can be done with it rivals the Tremere. And in many cases, the Tremere themselves participate in these experiences like him. And he nods at the one writing with the, the parchment. It's like, do not let this joyful exterior fool you. They are scientists and perfectionists par excellence. They can track down one mortal across the country and do whatever it takes to have them grabbed and brought here or to another gathering such as this. They are everywhere. Hmm. Who is in charge of this particular branch? Is there like a, is it like a New York branch? Uh, there are s- smaller get-togethers to be sure, but the Elegy Twain is the ranking member of the circulatory system in the city. Of course, there are millions in 
New York, there's no one person can be over everything, but I would say she is probably the closest to a leader here, yes? Now, if I may ask, uh, dear, um, and I do like kind of reach over and like gently put my hand, uh, is he sitting? Uh, he can be if you want to be. Like, he was standing by the mirror when you approached, but there's a million places to sit, lay. I mean, it very much is kind of like a quasi-orgy. So uh, there's plenty of plenty of places to get comfortable. I put my <laughs> hand on his thigh to kind of flirt, and I uh, mm -hmm. lean in to him, and I'm like, but it, it, now uh, I see the thing with um, the lupine. Um, hmm. Has she been particularly... Um, grabby and uh, uh, breaky any at all anywhere else um, around here. Uh, a couple of dif disappearances, uh, really savage work, uh, slaughter, if you will. Um, uh, is that uh, her particular taste or... Is that something else we should be worried about? I mean, like, if it's this kind of snuff film thing or something that she's doing, um, uh, I, I would just like to know so I know what's going on. Give me your charisma or per, uh, persuasion, and you can give me, or give me charisma or manipulation, and you can give me persuasion or subterfuge, whichever is going to give you the higher pool. Okay. That'd be manipulation and subterfuge. Can And do I include my looks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Subterfuge. Uh, I'm going to rouse manipulation, too. And I pass. Yay! Uh, is that right? All the dice. It's the problem with these high-level PCs. <laughs> it's like, I don't have enough D10s. It's too awesome. I mean, it bees like that sometimes. Yes. Uh, eight. Eight crit or no crit? Uh, no crit. Um, He sort of looks at you for a moment, and he's like, mm, you understand in our line of work. Information and discretion is everything, but you're an old friend, so I will tell you this. These smashing glabs you refer to, these crimes, they have reached my ear. They have not been done by the circulatory system. They have been done to the circulatory system. Elegy would never admit this, of course, if she makes it known that she cannot carefully police her own herd, then perhaps she is no longer fit to hold her position. So, of course, she hides it. Uh, I move closer to him and kind of let my fingers walk up his chest and pull him uh, closer into my face and go, oh, now you can tell me. How can I help protect you if you don't tell me? He takes your hand in both of his and he like kisses the back of it very gently. But he's like, again, a gentleman never tells. 
not even to you. Surely there must be something I can do. Again, my only wish is to help. You see, he is just looking around the room. Like, he's thinking, like, you can see it on his face. But he even is, like, still just sort of, like, faintly rubbing the back of your hand as he's looking around. And he's like, if you would, permit me a small but useful distraction. As I might tell you, some of the people that are in this room, so you might understand the stage on which you are playing. Mm. How so? He nods over at the Nosferatu, who again, by now, all of you have sort of noticed. I mean, she's by no means hiding, and her appearance is very conspicuous. Again, she looks almost like a moth. And she's got a big, fat, white, fluffy rat sitting on the shoulder of her very expensive gown that she's clearly talking to intermittently. It is. And she's like, oh, I know it is harsh and derivative. And she's like walking by. Uh, and every once in a while, she takes a glass and, and talks also. He motions at her and he's like, her name is Dimpsey Arsenault. She is from... I believe the south of France. Terrible business to end up as she is. That one, he motions at the one who is still slumped against the wall with blood all over her. Although she looks like she's kind of like coming up a little bit. Like, I mean, she still is kind of like head lolling, but at least she's kind of like more to like this phase of whatever's happening to her. He's like Rainy Hodgson, Toreador. She is one of Elegy's own coterie. Those two, and he nods at the two women that Dimitri is none too subtly trying to worm his way around from, but are kind of following him. He's like, Fleet Jernigan and Besser Dyson, Vindru, from an old, old, old coterie. They call themselves the Country Club, but many of them have recently left town for Los Angeles for some reason. These two younger ones were left behind. I can't imagine why. Him there, him who bowed to you so freely, Trip Telesco, Moonchild. <clears throat> that explains uh, quite a bit. Mm, yes. He hears things we do not and sees things that we do not, but it does not mean they are not there. Of course, the moon children have their place. That one. He points at the person that is laying on the seti, being fanned with the palm fronds. And a woman walks by and he just idly grabs her wrist and bites into it. And then just like lets her go and just sort of like still lays there being fanned. He says... Maximilian Crowley, ministry, that one is dangerous. He doesn't look it, but the pomp and excess is very much a part of his cover. He is the worst of all of these. Again, do not let his soft exterior fool you. That one is a snake. He points at the young woman in the cocktail dress that you saw pull up in the Ferrari. 
Sorry, were you about to say something? I don't know. When he says that, okay. He, the one that you saw in the cocktail dress, he says, McLaren Brady, another Ventrue, but no connection to those others as far as I know. That one, he points at the man in the corner who's still very much like kind of arranging his very expensive leather jacket and nice shirt. You know, he's like Bear Ultimus. Gangrel. He is a devastating fighter. I would say in another set of circumstances, it would be interesting to watch you cross blades with him, but I value both of you far too much to have you come to blows. And that one, he points at the man writing with the quill pen, Brenton Vallis, Clan Tremere, Elegy's right hand. The sorcerer is responsible for all manner of potions and concoctions that come out of these soirees. Whatever ultimately happens to these poor mortals, it is always through his doing. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Um, how long has... Uh... This particular group of uh, individuals been meeting like this, and uh, how long has the um, the lupine thing been going down? I mean, it's um, it's 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 interesting uh, that well, the lupines haven't made a move towards any kind of repercussion. He literally just looks at you and goes, and doesn't say anything. Mm. Well, if you're not worried, I suppose you know something I don't. I mm, know again, that it protects you. There is what is known, and there is what can be said. Well, perhaps, um, perhaps on our dinner date, you'll be able to speak more freely. But you could just do the right thing and tell me what I really want to know. Uh, and I would like to invoke my five-dot lore sheet, uh, the one named in prophecy. And I would like him to tell me the answer. So what that power does in particular is you are uh, a chosen of the Nottis. You are a saint to them. You are literally a chosen child of the faith. Uh, and all that adhere to it know this. And you know that Malik is an adherent of the old faith. So you lean in and give him the look. And he sort of like steps back for a second and he like nods as low as he basically can without being too obvious on the seti. And he says, yes, of course, sainted one, I will assist in however you require. My blade is yours. Mm. Uh, yes, that's what I thought. Probably for the best. He looks and he says, 
the lupine they have had for a week, maybe ten days. I did not help in the acquisition of this one, but I have before. Last time it was a troll. Before that, it was one of the human sorcerers. Anything they can get their eye, their hands on that can be some new delight, they do. It was nothing special about that one. She just got wind of the fact that there was a population of lupines in Central Park. It was known that there would be a price to be paid should one be delivered here, and one was. Again, I did not help this time, but I have helped before, and quite frankly, what again, what's a lupine to me? What's a lupine to any of us? I see. He looks up at you, though, and he's like, Apologies, my darling. I have not known you to be overly compassionate. Why are you so concerned with the lupine? Does it pose some other threat to us beyond the obvious? They stick together in large numbers. If they happen to find out who this was, they'll come for you. If they don't find out, they'll come for all of us. Hmm. I think stupid and careless. I have no compassion for the creature itself. They want to kill us already. I would just like to see all of us make it another century or two if we can. Well, should the beast get loose, I am prepared to end its life. Should another appear? Of course, as I instructed you so long ago, I would attempt to depart, but should I not be able to depart? And a knife is just in his hand. And you see it glows faintly with a green liquid of some sort. He's like, some things are fatal to anything that lives. And then the knife is just gone. I see. <clears throat> well, uh, I suppose um, I can't really stop anyone from doing this. It seems to be quite a bit of you that are all on board for this, but uh, just know that my warning stands true. Um, these things don't usually end well. He looks up at you and he smiles and he's like, would you like a taste? It is quite something. Could I perhaps take it with me? A small sample. He looks around and he's like... I would hate to lose my head in uh, the midst of new acquaintances. Again, to be clear, are you asking me as a friend or as the sacred of the Dark Father? Both. It will be done. And he stands up with your hand. Meanwhile, Esther, uh, well, Eli, you said after you broke away from Dimitri, where was Eli going? Were you attempting to head out front? Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> having been somewhat deflected by the ladies, I do see Esther being taken off. And I'm kind of more curious about that before I leave. Um, I mean, I have plans that I'd like to go outside for, but 
uh, I don't want her to be drug off by herself either. So I'm she, probably not head that way. Esther, she does walk along and uh, every once in a while stops in front of a piece or a painting and gives you a chance to tell what you think of it. Um, you are sure in a not insignificant way she is testing you. But uh, hang on. Give me, Esther, your either wits or intelligence in either your academics or streetwise, whichever is going to give you the higher pool. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna willpower. <laughs> Much yeah. better. Five mm. successes. Um you realize that the depths of her knowledge of the art world is almost incomprehensible, so you can't be quite sure if you miss something. But you're pretty sure that you're like, no, that's a that is a Renoir, you know? Yes, absolutely, that is, you know. That is a um uh what's oh hold on a second here um yes sorry I there was a name that escaped me at the very last second but yes you you feel like you're able to speak you know intelligently about uh, what these things are and who made them and then um she finally the last thing she brings you to is standing in a corner there is what looks like a thin shivering man and he's naked uh he's slightly emaciated um it's not clear if he's been starved or if maybe he's like a drug addict or something because the rest of these people seem relatively well cared for mm -hmm. but he is standing in a spotlight like and she's like i must insist you have a taste So this guy doesn't—he doesn't look okay. Nope, he looks like he's tweaking. He's either—he's either tweaking or going through withdrawal. He doesn't—he does not look okay. No. Um. And and she's she's being forceful with her language, even if she's not saying do it or get the fuck out. She did say, I must insist that you have a taste. Yes. Cool. Cool. Um, neat. So I will uh, walk up and sort of grab the arm of the gentleman. Does he acknowledge that there's someone there at all? He very much is like, <laughs> the rest of them, like, very, like, couldn't, were eager to be like, mm, okay, you know, <laughs> like, arms and necks have been, like, bared at you the entire night. He's the first person that didn't seem overly enthusiastic. Okay. But, I mean, when you touch him, again, with your strength, like, he has no hope that when you sure. take his, like, you don't even have to force him. Like, he, <laughs> okay, um... Could I, uh, I'd like to take his wrist and while sort of 
locking eyes um, with Elegy. I'm going to go ahead and bite into it. Um, I'm I'm really going to try not to drink hardly any, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're just trying to just, just a little, just a little taste. Literally, just taste it. That's enough that like she'll be happy. It, it looks like, there's uh, there's uh, uh, like she can tell that I actually did it. Um, and I'll kind of pull back for a second and and then seal the wound. Um, when you taste even the smallest amount, it is magnificent. It is like electric honey moving down your tongue and down your throat. And you feel yourself unconsciously. <sighs> and you feel warmth return to your skin. For a moment, you feel the gnawing hunger that is kindred life subside. And for... A few seconds, all too fleeting, you feel like you used to feel. And then it dissipates. Oh. Oh, my. We, yes, may we? Where on earth did you find that? She looks at you and she says, Timothy is from the Colorado. Are you from Colorado, Timothy? And he's like, Colorado Springs. Yeah. Mm, uh, mm. And she's like, oh, Timothy, stop being a baby. And when she says stop being a baby, he does just sort of like stand up and smile. Mm. And she looks at you. She's like, we do not know why he is so special. We just know that he is so special. I keep him over here in my private collection because, of course, under the long fangs, I drain him dry. And this wonderful thing is gone forever, at least until we figure out a way to recreate it. And she nods over towards the Tremere in his, like, copious note-taking as he's observing things. He's like... Wait. He's like, Estelle, there are so many mysteries of the Vitae. I must tell you, I love my own life as a Toreador. I would not change it. I love art. I love beauty. I love that I will be like this forever. I do. But on occasion, on rare occasion, I do envy the Tremere and their insight into the blood as I do the Banu Hakim. And she nods to the man talking to Avedon in his Persian finery. They have a comprehension that I unfortunately will never experience, but at least I can benefit from. So, uh, I'll, I'll gesture to the feeble fellow. Are they all actually this, no he's like are are they all this loyal to you? Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry, and your experience with the mortals. Have you had uh, problems with the disobedience? I oh, can show I... you the <laughs> You know me. I, I value my privacy, Elegy. If uh I had mortals all over the place, it would just cramp my style. Um hmm. The kindred here, how how did you find these people? She turned and she's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I, 
I like you, LG. These are not words I get to say many times in my own life. I do not like many people. Their taste it is so girlish, and they believe they are so classy and dignified because they have money. But money is not culture. Vulgarity is no substitute for wit. You know how this is. But you, you, you I like. So I will tell you this. We have a little organization that is very old. In very widespread, where well, we share knowledge like things of our dear friend Timothy here. Perhaps he comes and he stays with us for a fortnight, perhaps a month, then perhaps he is whisked away. Perhaps he is in Washington, D.C. for a time. Perhaps he is in Denver. No, not Denver. Denver is a place you should not go. Terrible things I am hearing from that place. Um, perhaps then he might be in San Diego. Perhaps he will be in Los Angeles. Who knows? If someone has the influence and the contacts to call upon the circulatory system, then a one day such as he might show up there. Or like our savage France over here, mon ami, with the lupine. You understand this? Oh, yes, I... I, I'm impressed. This is this is such a an abundance of um, experience that you've brought together in in one place. But forgive me for for questioning any portion of your judgment. But what happens when someone misses uh, one of the more dangerous acquisitions? And I'll sort of gesture to the the lupine at that point. Surely you're aware of what's been happening um, to several family-owned uh, businesses here. And you do see a small smile just sort of creep across her face when you say that. Cherry, having fed, it is exactly what she said it was. Uh, when you taste his blood, you feel uh, what the old you would have referred to as a very clean high. Mm. Uh, you know, you, it, it's uh, you're you're buzzed, but not too hazy. Uh, it's yeah. nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's and it is different. It's not just like some random person you fed from. Um, while I'm feeding, I'm having the guy the the person i'm feeding off of like recite to me like his top five movies in order with like his favorite scene from each of them uh oh jerry i can't narrow it down just to five i mean your entire catalog from 2004 to 2008 was just a cinematic achievement as you are <laughs> as you because again being fed upon is pleasurable for mortals <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, once I've gotten my fill, mm -hmm. um, which like I'm obviously just going to take like a little bit. I'm not like mm -hmm. seeking to drain you're, or anything. You're not gonna take the last drop, uh huh? I'm I'm snacking. Um, <laughs> is Esther or Elegy looking at me? By the time I'm done. Uh, you see, they are sort of in the corner having a conversation near this shivering naked man. Mm -hmm. So I'm. I want to sneak away. <laughs> and head over toward the beast. Uh, as you are sort of making that way, Avedon, uh, you and Malik are moving over towards the Lupine, and you see uh, 
Cherry approaching also. Um, you get there slightly ahead. Uh, hang on a second here. Uh, one second here. Uh, sorry, I have to look up something one quick. Um, you uh, see as you are getting there, Malik turns in as he approaches. You see he just like motions like this and the guards by the lupine very much kind of like take the, you know, hoses away from the people. Hose sounds more barbaric than I mean to, as does spigot taps. 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 <laughs> the guards Is take that the It's a werewolf keg. He got that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's terrible no matter what. I'm just trying to make it less terrible. <laughs> Classy. Yeah. It's a, it's a pinky up kegger. Um, and uh, Malik looks at you and he's like, if you wish, I will acquire the sample, but I assure you it is much better fresh. May I do both? He's like, as you wish. And he hands you one of the hoses. And you notice when he's handing you the tap, he sort of, through a little bit of sleight of hand, kind of sprays a small sample in a glass vial, um, which you're accustomed to him carrying around for a number of purposes, really. But it is, it is smooth, and in a flash, it's done. And then he hands it to you. And he sort of, uh, he also palms the vial in your hand. Uh, I tuck it uh, in my my boob pockets again, uh, mm -hmm. and I I drink. Cherry, mm -hmm. you see um, as she as you approach, and Avedon sort of puts it in her mouth. Um, Avedon. As you take this lupine's vitae in, it is spicy. It's it's hot. The the rage and madness of these creatures is in its very blood. And you feel it course through your veins and your hunger plummets far more than it should, even from a mortal. Just the tiniest bit, you feel almost completely sated. And you do feel anger and hostility start to rise up in you. You do sort of hear the vicar's words in your mouth about these people in this place sort of start to echo around. And you do sort of feel yourself like, yeah, maybe I could just kill them all. And Malik reaches out and just sort of gently puts a hand. He doesn't pull it out of your mouth, but he's like... Not too much, my lady. <clears throat> ah, that's um, a very interesting flavor. As you look at him, Avedon, you think back to every training session, every time he got you, every time he sweeped you or you thought you had him and just the knife was at your throat. And you're very much looking at him like, you know, I think I could take him on a rematch. Like, I, I, I think I could take him. Uh, Cherry, you oh. walk up to see Avedon looking at this man. And I mean, she's wild-eyed. I mean, she hasn't lost herself. You are very much in control, but she's like... <laughs> I, um, I am coming off of just having fed on this, this uh, particular flavor of human. Mm -hmm. And I just 
shove myself in between Avadon and Malik and grab her face in my hands. And I'm like, you tried it. What did it taste like? Avadon, she's clearly tweaking too. I just look down at her and I go, oh, ah, perhaps you shouldn't mix the two. Mm, well, there's only one way to find out. Oh, oh, dear Lord. Um, <clears throat> uh, might I, I suggest against it, dear? Um, uh, give it a, give it a moment. Uh, I mean, do you if you wish, but um, uh, that's one spicy meatball, as they say. I shoot my hand out to reach for the tap. Uh, they don't try and stop you. Because she didn't, she didn't tell him not to, you know? Do you go for it? Yeah. Roll 1d10. One with a number on it. Okay. It's a nine. Oh, no! Uh, that was a perfect timing of that oh, no in the background. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Cherry. You feel the exact same thing that Evadon felt of the heat in the rage in the vitality moving through you. And you realize in the midst of all of this beautiful stuff, you're beautiful. You need to be on the wall here. Somebody needs to take your picture. Somebody needs to make art out of you, Cherry. And you are in the grips of a temporary compulsion of you must inspire art, Cherry. You must. All of these beautiful things, you must be among them. I want to, I'm assuming the the, the guard guy like steps in and takes the, the tap mm -hmm. from my mouth like he's been mm -hmm. doing for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um. As he does so, I want to kind of like have the last bits of it sort of overflow into my hands. Um, and then I want to take the the werewolf vitae that is now on my hands and smear it down my face over my scar eye makeup. Mm -hmm. And then I take, I'm saying there's like a, one of those... Um, kind of podiums that that a uh, statue is on or something mm -hmm. i take the art and i drag the podium over um mm -hmm. and climb up onto it to sort of stand in front of the werewolf like posing and i take my shirt off because why not <laughs> <laughs> literally on a pedestal and i pose on the pedestal in front of the beast and you see everyone stop and sort of like turn in that direction, and they and you see the uh, the Nosferatu uh, Dempsey leans over to her red, and she goes, "Hmm, now that is performance art." Dimitri and Eli, seeing uh, Avedon standing near the beast, clearly wild-eyed and like looking around at everyone with like predatory delight in cherry standing up here like this with everyone looking her direction what are the two of you doing uh well i was trying to make my way, my way over towards esther but what did they <laughs> evade me <laughs> 
and if and if if I've kind of lost sight of whatever's going on with her, uh, <laughs> seeing Sherry now <laughs> up there, uh, oh shit. In <laughs> <And> Dimitri, <laughs> um, I've defaulted to the truth and began regaling these children with these tales of Soviet Russia and the harshness of the winter and the Stalingrad occupation in 1927. In the going into deep, deep 1921. Sorry, let's be 41 mm-hmm. specific. Um, deep, deep detail about the horrors and totally not having the effect that I intended because I assume that they're eating it up rather than being horrified and intimidated. Um, they're like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Avedon, you were just saying something there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, Dimitri. Hang on. Yes. Are we and say- then this happening kind mm-hmm. of in my background. <laughs> He's layered. is muttered in in Russian, and at this point, I'm going to physically push the two um, Tremere out of the uh, venture venture. out of the way, Mm -hmm. Um, and advance on Cherry with snatching the first available bit of clothing, very much like the kimono situation in the the high rise previously. (laughs) Um. And I'm going to attempt to pull her from the pedestal and uh, uh, end the situation that is going on here. (laughs) Uh, A crowd has sort of like kind of gathered. It's difficult to get there. And yes, Avedon. Yes. Uh, While all this is happening, uh, Avedon is blinking around uh, rapidly, shadow stepping, uh, kind of keeping an eye on things. Uh, She is... Yes, very wild-eyed, but she is acting a slight bit more than she actually is uh, because she sees that if everyone's kind of acting out of normal, that that's this is a normal thing. Uh, and what she would like to do is, while this big distraction is going on, um, she'd like to kind of scribble a little note and uh, kind of uh, pass it to the wolf if she can while she's blinking around while everyone's distracted. So the wolf is hanging there naked, but you can give me Dex in Larceny to see if there's some way that you feel like you could get it to it. All right. Give me that. And quite frankly, you were at the base of the, you were standing right next to it even before that. Yep. Yeah, and I was thinking kind of like shadow step like around behind it somewhere because if there's nobody behind uh, nobody behind them paying attention um, Mm -hmm. because they're distracted by Naked Cherry, then I might be able to do something. (laughs) Naked Cherry would be a great band name. (laughs) 100%. Dex and Larceny? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm going to rouse my Dex because this, and I fail. This is not a great uh, pool for me. It's true. You're far more straightforward than a uh, Larsenis. And it's two successes. Uh, you succeed in slipping the note. You don't know if anyone else saw you or not. Um, actually, hold on a second. Um, uh, you slip it, and Malik very much whispers in your ear, um, my lady, if I might assist you with this. 
Uh, how so? He, you don't see him move. He just holds up your note. Ah, well done. Would you, would you like me to get it to the lupine? Ah, uh, yes, please. He has a substantially larger pool <laughs> for this. Um, and he sort of like walks towards it for a second. And Avedon, you were looking right at him, which is the only reason you saw it. He sort of like shimmers for a second and just keeps walking past it. And he turns and he looks at you and he's like, and shows you that his hands are empty. What does the note say? Thank you. Uh, the note says, uh, help is coming. I'll figure this out for you. Esther, over at the side of the room, as every the commotion has turned to Cherry and Dimitri trying to get to her to cover her up, and some of the people are like, oh, no, yeah, no, let her party, yeah. And it's like this kind of raucous commotion of, you know, assortedly high people over there. She looks at you and she says, you are aware of our problem? Are you attempting to be part of the solution or part of the problem? That depends on how you plan on solving it. So far, it's gone unaddressed. And now I'm getting dragged into ch churches to try and figure things out? She reaches inside of her like jacket that she's wearing and she pulls out two pictures and she hands them to you. They are security camera footage. You see one is a man who doesn't look unlike Han Solo. He's got close cropped brown hair. He is wearing uh, a vest over like a white button up uh, and jeans in boots. Uh, and he's got two guns and he's shooting but you see around him, there is a thick white fog, like up to his waist as he's shooting. And in the other picture, you see a creature that looks not unlike the one that is on the wall that is pulling someone's head off and like roaring. And around its neck is hanging uh, literal dog tags. And there is uh, a bandolier, not unlike Chewbacca, except it's clearly got like shotgun shells in it. And he, she points at the woman. She says, that man's name is Teague Ruan. He is what you call the Dusk Barn. He was not unlike Timothy. There was a mishap in an experiment and he is somehow trapped between life and unlife. And I believe somehow he feels angry about this. That one, and she points at the lupine, says his name is Osselly. He lives in Central Park. I am aware of the two of them, but perhaps if the vicar has felt the need to get involved in this, take a personal hand, I realize it is around his turf. He might take it personnel. Perhaps we can cooperate. I assure you, I can make it worth your while, Estelle. So these two mm -hmm. are the ones causing all of the problems mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. Those two. 
Consider the problem removed. And she reaches out and she takes your bag off your shoulder and she says, and if so, Z's will hang in the mat. And that's a good place for us to stop. So <laughs> join us uh, next week for our silky smooth and uneventful conclusion. <laughs> to picnic. It's true. To uh, season one of Anarchs of New York. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I know we went a little over, but we'll go super quick. Tell everybody where they can find you, Diana. Hi, uh, uh, you can find me, D'Amico Diana, on Twitter. I'm also one half of Bard and Barbarian, uh, which coming up this week, we'll start up a fantastic news segment with, uh, with you, be Dave and Mason. And Justice, of course. Exciting. Oh yeah, That's it. yeah. I like. I legit. I legit. I was like, wait, you wow. are? We are? It oh yeah. Must, no, it I, must I, have been so special for you that you forgot about it. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I said, I just, I just say yes to things, you know. <laughs> and then, like the day of, I'm like, oh, I said yes to that. Like I literally set an alarm an hour before the thing I said yes to. So mm -hmm. a not insignificant amount of the time, my phone goes off and it's like, bro, you have a thing in an hour. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, yes, I will be there for that thing. Yes, I will. Uh -huh. Emily. Oh, hi, uh, I'm Emily, and again, um, you can find me on all social medias at Emily the Spoon. Mm hmm. Justice. Hi, you can find me on all the socials as Stash Mandu, um, and also Bard and Barbarian. And tomorrow morning on Bard and Barbarian, and Sunday afternoon, we're doing a couple of things this weekend. Hey, doing things with stuff, Mr. Mason Dula. Yeah, uh, you can find me on WizardRex TV. Uh, it's on the socials, either WizardRex or WizardRex TV, and we do D&D &D and stuff, and Diana's there for a good bit of it, and we're trying to pull in all these fun characters. And as B. Dave mentioned, he uh, he was in a one-shot this week that was a lot of fun, so, uh, you know, go check, go check it out. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You should check the VOD. It, it was a good time. Uh, and last but certainly not least, even though uh, Elegy Twain said Kindred should not go to Denver, you absolutely should watch and find out why Kindred shouldn't go to Denver. Uh, Melee Damage. Hi there. I am Melee Damage. You can find me right, right there. Melee Damage on all the socials. Uh, and uh, yes, do uh, indeed check out uh, 5 o'clock on Wednesdays at uh, 5 o'clock Pacific time, California time, uh, here on Q times, uh, I do a little show called Denver by night. That is, uh, all, all of the atrocities of what's, oh, oh, it should be fine though. We have two more episodes, uh, left for this season. Uh, so this will be, uh, our, our, our finale is coming close as well. So, uh, yeah, every, everything will be all right. Uh, yeah, they'll be, they'll, they'll be fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, uh, yeah, that, and, um, do check out, uh, I stream on Twitch as well. Uh, usually in the wee hours of the morning or late, late, late at night, depending on what coast you are on. Uh, been doing uh, a little bit of uh, bloodlines, bloodlines one. Um, we are almost through with that. And when I get done with that, I may either play, uh, that with some mods or uh, a little bit of Skyrim. Uh, B Dave and I have talked about, uh, possibly starting a new game, uh, along with our elder scrolls as well. So, um, yeah, late at night when you're uh, bored, you got that insomnia, or if you're just waking up to your coffee on the East coast, uh, definitely jump on uh, Twitch some nights and, uh, check us out. We do, uh, lots of the gaming things. 
That is true. Uh, B. Dave Walters, I say words about things. You can find me everywhere. I think the next thing that I have coming up is a Sunday one-on-one shots with WWE superstar Ember Moon. Uh, Tuesday, uh, Silver and Steel on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash D&D Beyond. Uh, Wednesday's Denver by Night, which I'm not on, but still shout out. Um, I'm doing the Bard and Barbarian thing when they say they're going to do it because uh, I just said I would be there. And I didn't even know when I said I'd be there, but I will be there. Uh, and then, um, sh- oh, next Thursday, uh, the Ascension campaign starts on Roll For It. We're playing at like 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific time on Thursdays because it's a UK show. So that's, uh, I'll be playing my beloved Forest Terminator, um, Gaten, which I'm looking forward to you guys meeting him. So uh, with that being said, uh, thank you all for playing. Thank you all for watching. And we will see you next week for the thrilling conclusion of season one. Dave, you're going have uh, backers going on afterwards. Is there one last chance for people involved in it? Thank you for that, Justice. Uh, yes, uh, we are going to arrange uh, the some way to do it. We're probably going to do Becker Kid. We're uh, comparing some solutions and figuring out what to do. But yes, for the people that missed it, uh, there will be there will be another chance to uh, jump on board. Thank you, and yes, the thank you for all of you. Thank you for all of you that supported it. We literally could not have done it without you. And also, thank you all for uh, supporting uh, Tess Fowler. Uh, and her cancer fundraiser. She also funded her goal on the same day we hit Electropunk. So it's uh, I'm always astounded and amazed by the generosity of this community. So thank you all so much. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye.